You're listening to Ratchhammer, episode 305. On tonight's episode, the Madlings have on their friend Kevin, and they're going to talk about 2023. Well, in the human calendar, 2023. But uh, what's going to happen with GW? What am I going to do this year? What's going to be? I'm going to make a wish list and not do any of it. Shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the Graduate Tools for the next two hours or thereabouts. We're going to do our best to keep informed, entertained, and perhaps have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you the toolbox, bringing you 2023, and bringing you the contest winners for episode, the, what was it, the episode 300 contest? Is that what yeah. we called it? And they were on it. Okay, sure. Works for me. Episode 300, which was supposed to be the 12-year anniversary contest, which is like episode 280, but I'm a moron. My name is Dave Whitech. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Chris Walker. Chris Walker! That's Chris. What's going on, Chris Walker? What up? And laughing in the background is Kevin. How's it going, eh? Ke- uh, <laughs> the Canadians are here, folks! That's right. Kevin Jacoby from... Six Squared Studios. Hey, Kevin. Is here. How's it going, Chris? How are you? Did you see the one I'm contest great, entry Chris. with the dude who, whenever he, he he hears that weird commercial and it goes in his yeah, <laughs> he repeats their thing. Dot ca. I love it. You know what people still say to me when people mention Battle Foam, they'll be like, "You're army," and I'm just like, you know, I don't. They're not a sponsor anymore. No, they haven't been for years, but I still say it that way. Because we come up with dumb commercials, and they're clever enough to stick in your head. Kind of like the old commercials from uh, the Independent Characters podcast. Mm. Carl had them great commercials that, that that people actually got really angry about. That guy who sounded like Napoleon Dynamite. You got a fat Matt. Who's Matt? Why is he so fat? Do you validate parking? And they're just like, they sounded like, and people would get so angry. You'd be on the Facebook page and be like, I hate that commercial. And I'm like, I love that commercial. That commercial wow. I remember years later because it's so dumb. It's kind of like everything we do here. All right. All right. So, folks, uh, before we get started, I would like to thank the sponsors of the show. Speaking of commercials, that includes Chaos Org Superstar. Six Squared Studio. Kevin, say it. Six Squared Studios. For all your basing, MDF, 3D printing needs. And if you know the guys that hang out there and you're 21, you might even get some gin, but we won't talk about that. CA. <laughs> <laughs> Not at, uh, not at the store, I know. I just have to be good friends with Kevin. And Kevin has really good taste in gin. And I know this and might wow. not, you know, for all the people who wrote in and said, I let my kids listen to the show, don't drink, kids. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. But, right. <laughs> but <laughs> just say no. And also, let's not forget Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, where there's always something happening at. Grognards. <laughs> yes, sir. That's I'll be visiting them at Adepticon. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. my goodness! Did oh, you sign I, up? I signed up. I signed up. I didn't, but uh, that's because uh, I am probably going to be indisposed uh, that entire week. Uh, but you never know. I mean, I'm at the whim of my doctor at, right now, so you know it may happen. I mean, if 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 it doesn't happen, if it gets delayed or pushed back or whatever it is I got to do, uh, then I will definitely show up, um, and I'll probably just go and help out. You know, if they'll let me, you know. 
and uh, do stuff like that. I got One of us has to get down there because I, if nothing else, I got to give you Greg Dan's stuff because Greg Dan ordered something. Uh, he bought something on. He bought something on uh, on the garage on, hammer like, store. No, on like eBay or something. And oh. it was like the guys in America, and he could ship it to me for like four dollars, or ship it to Greg for like five thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> so he's like, "I'm coming to Adepticon. Can I just ship this to your house and you bring it to Adepticon?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, that's nice. So yeah, but now I'm not going, so someone's going to have to help me out here. I'll help you out. Okay. All right. So, uh, what else? Patreon sponsors. Want to thank the Patreon patrons, those people who make this show and every other show that we do possible that includes our associate producers jake c and james brown and our yeah. executive producer scotty milne scott milne canadian by the way just just throwing that out there thanks guys i knew it yep, yep, yep. uh thank you all for becoming part of the one percent who make this show and everything we do on it possible and that includes current patrons past patrons hey listen i had some people who uh, who had just you know, especially the past twelve months, people have been like, and yeah. they'll, they'll message me like, "Look, my financial situation changed. I'm still listening." Honest to God, if you stop being a patron, please just. I hope you're still listening. Like, I hope those people. That's all I care about. Like, right? uh, yeah. you know, none of that's that's all gravy. Um, Spread the word. Tell your friends. More yeah, people listen. No kidding. You know, as long as you keep listening, I'm a happy camper. Um, now, before we go and keep rolling in with the hits here. I just want to point out something, and I, I know Kevin doesn't come on as often, so this might be new to him, but I know Chris knows this. Kevin, did you know that we have voicemail? I do. You do? That's fantastic. I to the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you would. Yeah, I guess you would know that. Oh, someone listens. Yeah, That's somebody's good. listening. Someone's other than, other than the 1%. Other than the 1%. falling asleep at night, and it works perfectly. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Is it my dulcet tones that rock you to bed? It is. The dulcet tones of Dave. Yeah, that's right. Because you know, n- n- if if I'm anything, it's soothing and gentle. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I've heard. I've heard people describe it. <laughs> you fools! Subtle as a right. subtle as a brick. No kidding. Yeah. All right. So, but listen, if you. The listener wanted to leave a voicemail. You could dial 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And if you do that, then you could be on the show like these people. Oh, by the way, thanks. This first call is from a friend of mine known as the Cranky Lawyer. Oh, wow. Cranky Lawyer has not been, he used to be a guest on the show. He used to do all this stuff. He got really busy. He lives out in Maine. You know, the past three winters, they've been buried in like 90 feet of snow. So, like, I'm just glad he's alive and all. But, uh, so Cranky called, and I I think he might have been inebriated. He might not have been. (laughs) But I'll let you decide. But I'm just letting you know right now, you two are going to hear the unedited version of Cranky's phone call because I can't play the unedited version on the air. So I'm going to have to bleep this and go back and do work. Of course, Cranky comes on the show for 53 seconds and makes me work. So here we go. Merry Christmas, Dave. It's Cranky. How are things? I hope everything is well, and maybe you can tell me what the hell's going on with all this old world, you know, like, 
what exactly the hell it is. <laughs> and when is it going to happen? And will we all be tragically disappointed? You know, the great questions of our age. <laughs> Hope you and all the others are doing well. Take care and have a happy new year. Wow. Dear Lord. <laughs> That's high quality right that there. That is one of the best phone calls we ever got. The long <laughs> pregnant pauses in between each little thing where he's sitting there and just going, uh, listen. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like me after I've had a view. Listen. He could possibly be passed out in between I each just wanna, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like his eyes are half closed and he's talking and then he just kind of stops with his eyes closed. And you're like, did he fall asleep? And then he's like, and, he, and another thing. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank so, you, Cranky I, Lawyer. And I, look, I'm laughing with Cranky, not at Cranky. He's actually yeah. one of my closest and dearest friends. Um, he has stayed at my home when he's come to town. Like when he came to town for uh, tournaments and stuff, he came early and, and stayed with me like one of my oldest and dearest friends. So please don't take that as me mocking a caller. Um, I'm just it's, that's that's just how me and Cranky, uh, you know, do stuff and how we hang out. The next one is from I think it's Stefan. I haven't I don't but it's you know depending on the the Google Translate here from Colorado. So and this one. <laughs> I love my listeners. I love our listeners because I say really stupid things that have nothing to do with Warhammer and somebody inevitably calls me and they're like, I love that thing too. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. It's inevitable. A broken clock's like, right hey twice. Hey guys, ago. this is Stefan from Colorado. Listening to your latest podcast, the year in review, you mentioned having the Cesar Romero picture up at your desk. And uh, it just reminded me of an old family story. Apparently, back in the 50s, there was uh, a had-a-call show. It was like one of those cure-alls, probably made mostly of alcohol, opiates, and a bit of cocaine. And they'd have these traveling shows that would go around the country, and Cesar Romero happened to be in the had-a-call show that was in my grandparents' hometown of Thibodeau, Louisiana. And somehow, after the show, he winds up getting invited over to my grandparents' house, who were the kind of people that had an actual bar room in their house. So full wet bar, bar table, stereo, whole nine yards. And wound up signing his autograph on the wall of the bar room. That's amazing. So there you go. There's your uh, random Cesar Romero uh, story. Uh, Glad to hear you guys are still at it, and hopefully I'll see you at Adepticon. Bye. Thanks, Stefan. That's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> okay, first of all, for those for those youths listening, you utes, yeah, what's a ute? Um, ute. street youths, the street youths <laughs> listening right now. Caesar Romero was the you would remember him as the Joker on the Batman right. television show, the original Batman television show yes. from the seventies, sixties. 60s. Yep, late 60s. And Cesar Romero, the only Joker who said, I am not shaving my mustache. I don't care. Just put makeup over it. <laughs> it j- seriously, as a kid, I never noticed. And then as I got older, I was like, what the? And my mom's like, yeah, he wouldn't shave his mustache because he liked it too much. So Cesar Romero is only the mustache, the only clown prince of crime with a mustache. 
which yeah. is then has makeup on it, which is just something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, we got the voicemails. We got the Patreons. We got the sponsors. Um, time for a break. When we come back, folks, the Toolbox brought to you by Gasworks Superstore. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hello. Hey. Hi. Toolbox. Yes. All right, you tools. Kevin, you've been doing any hobbying? I mean, you, you I know you work like 90 hours a day and you got your own game store now going, but you got a game store, which means you probably aren't doing any actual gaming because you're busy running the game store. <laughs> well, yeah, I did have a bit of a dry spell. We were getting the store up and running and just being overwhelmed with stuff. But uh, I can honestly say this uh, New Year's, I, I've started off with a bang. I, I'm painting again, getting everything up and running. Uh, it's not uh, Sigmar right now. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I diversify. I'm playing this new game called Conquest. Conquest. Uh, oh, oh. It, it's taken off huge at the store. Uh, it's a rank and file sort of fantasy game, a little bit bigger scale. I've seen that. They're, the models are different colored. They're not like gray plastic. Am I correct? Or are they uh, gray plastic? No, they're gray plastic. I think the yeah, no, they're they're gray plastics. I've seen Conquest though. I remember. I've se- I, I know I've seen it at least. Yeah, I don't know it, that one. Uh, you probably saw it last year at uh, Adepticon. That's when they were doing that big booth that they sold out of everything. Oh, uh, that's right. So- that's right. Yeah, so I've been working on that. I've been working on uh, some of our sculpts uh, for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Mm. Uh, so some superhero stuff. Cool. Uh, and uh, the other ones I've been working on are we got an advanced copy of all the resin models for Creature Caster, who's been putting who's putting out a brand new skirmish game uh, that should release in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that we're really excited about. Uh, the models, of course, is Creature Caster. It's, they're gorgeous, and the rules are a lot of fun. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to getting that on the table for, as a demo copy for uh, when we have it for sale at the store. Cool. That sounds excellent. So your store has been open for how long? 
Uh, we started our lease back in July of last year, but our grand opening was October because we had to literally do it from floor to ceiling, uh, redo yeah. the space. Yeah, uh, seeing all the pictures, yeah. Yeah, so we've been open for a couple of months now. Uh, things are going strong. Uh, we're having a lot of events there because, like I said, it's community space first, uh, game store second, and uh, we're building a great community. It, it's where been where is it? Uh, well, it's in St. Catharines here Saint in uh, Ontario, Canada. Uh, so right in the middle of wine country. Uh, and uh, we call it... Oh, Ma- la dee da! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like near Niagara, right? It's right about Niagara Falls, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we we decided to go with another a working ass title for Six Squared Studios, calling it Mecha Games, because Six Squared Studios doesn't have the game word in it, so it'd be hard for people that don't know who we are to find us. Yeah. And uh, the great thing about it is with social media, that we have people driving in like four or five hours just to see the space because it's sixty four hundred square feet of a lot of fun. That's cool. That is cool. So Six Square Studios, you guys still make like, you guys could make game counters, like custom game counters and all that kind of stuff? Oh, we do a lot of that. Yeah, I have yeah. a big list right now. Uh, we also have a full print farm at the at the new location as well. So we have, uh, what's that, three resins, and, uh, three more of the FDM printers, uh, mm-hmm. always on the go as well for our products, yeah. as well as um, some artists that we're partnering with to get that do stuff. you remember... So, for instance, like, do you, there's an old Games Workshop game called Gore Chosen. You remember that one? I do. Like a, I have a copy. A, <laughs> got so four, we, so four we, models so we pit play. fighting. Yeah. So on Boxing Day, like it's tradition at our at our Boxing Day thing is the day after Christmas. For those who right. don't know, we play eight player Gore Chosen. Nice. Eight. So eight player Gore Chosen. So I have the four models that come with the game, and there's four more in the booklet. And I have all of them. And I painted them all up. So it's like, it's everybody, you know, it's me, it's my daughter, it's like cousins, cousin, you know, somebody's boyfriend. Yeah, so we have eight players playing this game. So, but we only have one copy of the game. So what I need is I need a full set of Gorchos encounters. So ah, I think counters. I got Six you. Squared Studios might have to help me with that. I definitely can do that. We get a lot of requests like that to oh. do custom counters and things for people yeah. to uh, pimp out their, theirs or just replace them for some of the older. Right. Ones. Sure. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll work on something. I'll I'll, get, I'll send it. I'll see if you can help me out. That's cool. Sounds good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Nice. All right. Very nice. Um, Chris, what have you been doing? Ha! So. I finished my Blood Angels army. Finally, sit back, kick back, and and get a get a beverage because this is going to be a while, Kevin. This guy's a hobby maniac. <laughs> so, so I I've been working on this Blood Angels army for a long time, and I decided to replace just the the tactical squads with intercessors. So I thought that'd be a good time to like get like models for Kill Team because the Kill Team intercessors came out. Mm. So I painted 15 blood angels intercessors and i kind of like went a little crazy on them i did i did way more than i usually do on the painting with these guys like i did like you know the base coat the highlight the edge highlight the i it, it, it got a little obnoxious like painting these things and it's the beauty yeah. of kill team it's five models yeah, six exactly. models so unless I, you pick I, I, a human I, team Right, so I couldn't. I didn't want to. Had to, I didn't want to just kind of do my usual, 
you know, like how I paint my ultramarines, I just kind of, you know, they're just kind of there, you know, they're for big games, but for kill team, you're kind of focused in on five, six guys. So I really went to town on these and I finished them off. I finally, I finished them. I painted like the rest of the bases I did for my terminators. I finished them. So I've got, I've got 1500 points painted now. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I've got some stuff in the pipeline. Then I decided I bought a bunch of boxes before, Oh, Christmas. And I, Wanted to paint all that stuff before I bought new stuff. So I finished off my Vigilors, finally. I, all 10 of those guys are done. I finished them. And now I'm cracking in on the last uh, five. I bought a boss of the Intercessors. I had five left over from my Blood Angels project. So I decided to paint five more Ultramarines because I didn't have the grenade launcher guy for my Intercessor squad. So I've been painting that guy. And I'm now I'm painting the impulsor which is the i guess that's the primaris troop carrier and yes. then i'm gonna yeah so i'm gonna finish i'm gonna finish that because i had bought a crusade box a while ago and i want to paint everything from there so then i'm gonna put the 40k stuff away and then focus in on age of sigmar after that but we can get to that for hobby goals mm-hmm. also hobby ing sort of hobby ing i bought an old xbox like an old one. Oh really the og the og xbox and because we wanted to play all our retro games and all that stuff. So now we have all the Xboxes. We have OG Xbox. We've got the 360. We've got, you know, we've got, you know, the thing. But the OG Xbox died. It, it broke. Oh, no. Oh. It, it broke. So I had to go and fix it. So I opened it up and. You fixed it? I fixed it. You know, Wow. I'm, I mean, this guy's like, this guy runs electronic. submarines. It's like an, an yeah, Xbox so, is not going to be an issue. What am I saying? Wow. <laughs> Well, I was trained as an electronics technician in the Navy, so. <laughs> See? There you go. So I, so if you I need someone to read the manual, call me. I'm an English major. But other than that, forget <laughs> about it. So there's like a thing like the clock capacitor, like, fails in every single one. So I got a new one, replaced that, and then it had a couple of open traces on it. Did, wait, did, what, what did you just say? The what? The clock capacitor. Okay. I, there was a little static on my end, and I'd only heard our, our capacitor. <laughs> and I'm like, if he's, tell, if he's trying to tell me that that thing's got a flux capacitor, flux now capacitor? he's just playing with me. No, the, <laughs> clock, the clock capacitor had failed, so I took that out, soldered in a new one. Nice. And then there was, a, there was a couple of open wire runs on the board, so I fixed those. So Now Ooh. it's working. Wow. You can That's fix awesome. an Xbox. Honestly... I'm impressed. I don't know anybody who could fix those things. Like those <laughs> things, you get the red ring of death or whatever, and it's like that. Take it, turn it. You're done. Yeah, yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so that's fun. And then I played a game yesterday. That's right. What you? How'd you do? What'd you take? So I played my Zinch Guild of Summoners. I kind of like that army. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my guild of summoners. You know, I got like, you know, by turn three, I've got four lords of change on the board. You know, oh, just a fun, fluffy list. <laughs> it's actually not oh. as obnoxious as some of the guild of summoners lists I've seen. I've only got three casters. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So, but it is a lot of fun. So I, I put the skyfires in my list this time. Took the screamers out from my fifteen hundred and added in. Uh, a unit of Zangors and a unit of Skyfires, and other than that, that's and then a Fate Master. That's the difference between my fifteen hundred and my two thousand. Screamers out, those units in, and uh, the Skyfires are are really fun. They're so fast and they're so punchy. 
especially with the Fate Master running around with them because he can get some plus one to wound. So yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And then you know the endless spells that you get to toss around, the dashing balls, all that kind of fun stuff. Well, the screamers too. Like, how old are those models now? And they still hold up so well. Oh yeah, the screamer. That they're one of those models that you keep looking. You're like, man, that's an old sculpt. And you're like, it's still good mm-hmm. though. Yeah, yeah. I had the old metal ones for at Adapticon last year. Well, um, yeah, because there are old sculpts that are still good, but sometimes mm-hmm. I mean the metal ones they got rid of mostly. But like even yeah. some of the chaos stuff, like you look at the old chaos wearers, they weren't bad, but mm-hmm. they were just very their poses weren't very dynamic. Monopose. Right. So yeah. now they get more dynamic. That screamer model is, I mean. God, if they redid that, like, there's no need to because it's still a good model. Could you picture if now they redid that though? That thing, those things would be flying at weird angles and have fl- all yeah. the flutters and all the blip, blip, bloops. They would be impossible to paint. I think they have some plastic screamers now, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, but, that's uh, that's it, awesome. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a good game, and as a, a guy I never played before, so that's always fun. You know, kind of. Sure, sure. Our community, you know, it's good. Gragnar, we played a Gragnar games. So- course what did they play so the guy was playing played stormcast and uh he was playing hallowed knights Uh-oh. that ability is that ability is so strong the one they what is when they the die. remind us so when, so when so when they when they die or they when they flash back the lightning they get to roll and uh, four plus they get to fight <laughs> really yeah well that's nice yeah and uh that's, that's how my lord of change died he got summoned Came in and Dastra put eight wounds on him, and then the Praetors walked up, and he killed them before they got to fight. So, but then they all died, and then they fought, and then they killed him, and they blew up and did mortal wounds to him when they died, and he, he killed the Lord of Change that way. I'm like, damn. <laughs> the the roll sixes and do mortals yeah. from the lightning is one of my favorite mechanics yeah. for that army, and yeah. I don't even play it. And when it yeah. happens against you, like, you know, it, it, sometimes it doesn't do much and sometimes it really nails you. But I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Lightning is crackling all around here. If you're next to that, that might hurt you. I love that mm-hmm. they made that a rule. Yeah. Yeah. That's way cool. Yeah. No, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a fun game. It was an interesting way that he was playing his Stormcast, too. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? That's pretty much it. That's Warhammer related, you know, kind of gaming related. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see my hobby. Um, okay. Uh, since we recorded last, are you gonna tell us about your STD? A little bit, not not right now. <laughs> um, since we recorded last, I finished grad school. Yes. I don't think I don't think I had when we recorded the Christmas episode yet. I think we were still I I might I don't think I I don't remember. Kevin, did I mention that on the show last time you listened? I don't remember you mentioning it on the last I show. I finished. I graduated. 4.0. I'm freaking done. Oh, well Dude, done. That's, that's fantastic. Awesome. And to celebrate, I spent a good portion of well, well, okay, I spent the first week after it and during Christmas break doing all the things I hadn't done for the past 6 weeks that I've been putting off, you know. With mm-hmm. you know, um, because I promised my family, look, I'll get to it. Just let me finish school. But once that was done, um, I brought home all nine. Well, nine of the ten 
War Cry War bands that we have for War Gaming Club. Because that's mm-hmm. what the kids are doing. We have all this stuff, and they have found, like, they played three or four different games that we have, and they're like, I know we're going to get to it eventually, but right now, like, they're playing Warcry. They understand mm-hmm. the rules. They like it. They set it up. In fact, uh, one week, they didn't have, they only had three guys, and they didn't want to not have somebody play, so they just, they're like, can we play more than two players? I open up the book. I'm like, right here, this page right here. Just look at that. Do your thing. And mm-hmm. so they were playing, you know, Triumph and Treachery, basically. Yeah. But uh, that's the game I want to get into. I want to, I want to, I'm actually signed up for it at Adapticon. Warcry? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a great game. And the new mm-hmm. compendium is so balanced because before it was two games, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was the Warbands mm-hmm. or using your other models in Warcry. You okay. couldn't mix the two together because it just didn't work. You yeah. had heels going like 40 inches across a board. Right. So, and with the limited turn system, it just didn't yeah. work. The new right. Compendium did a great job. Not okay. to mention now the Slave to Darkness book. Yeah. All those war bends work in AOS, really yeah. work in AOS. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so- the, 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 big, the book in the box set, because I know the, the regular book hasn't come out yet. That's one of the weirdest things. I'm flipping through it, and every Warcry warband that they sell is in that book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, but that's... also good, effective, though. They're not like, oh, we include them just as a little homage to Warcry. They actually yeah. work in the rules. Yeah, I've got, I got my, I painted my Splintered Fang, and uh, that's what I'm going to be using. So I need to play some games before I go to Adepticon. <laughs> Well, I brought home nine of the ten units because one was what's the one with the snakes? Is that Splintered Fang? That's Splintered Fang. Yeah, I had started painting that one up last year when I was showing the kids in the war or last time we had War Gaming Club. I had started painting it up to show kids how to paint it. So yeah. the kid who's playing that's like, this already looks pretty good. I'm just going to keep going with it. You know, I'm like, nice. okay, fine. Yeah. The other nine war bands I brought home and mm-hmm. I primed them all black. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the dollar store and bought cheap makeup brushes. And mm-hmm. then I went to the the hobby store and bought big, bigger acrylic uh, gray and white. Yeah. Because the kids were, you know, talking about painting models. And I brought some of my stuff in to show them the things you could do, the you know, with the different things. And uh, then I showed, <laughs> I showed them the Slap Chop video. I'm yeah. like, look. Take a look at this. I'm like, we could do this like if you it? want. And they, they lost their minds. So yeah. I primed them all black. This Wednesday, they're coming, and they're going to do the gray and the white. Yep. And then I told them we're going to set up uh, like league so everybody will play against everybody. So it'll be like you know six or eight weeks. I go, and what we'll do is we'll, we'll stretch it a bit, and we'll have bye weeks where if you don't, you know, that way you can paint. Yeah. But they're very excited to paint the models. In fact, they enjoy playing, but they are oddly excited to put some like like we painted up three different Warcry boxes of terrain. Oh wow. Uh we did it. Now we didn't get it all finished. It's about eighty percent. I primed mm-hmm. it all before you know we went there. And then like six kids sat down with your basic colors, just the bone and the brown yeah. and the bronze. And I showed them how to just I'm like, just brush this in, just do that, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. Then we hit yeah. it when it dried, they hit it with a wash. Then I yep. showed them how to come in with the dry. We sat in about two hours. We painted almost three sets. Like and That's amazing. Well, I mean they're like 60, 65% of what we would consider done. 
Yeah, but that's but for Wargaming Club, who's never Absolutely. played a war game in their life until they join yeah. Club, they are over the moon with it. Yeah. They're just so anything, excited. Anything that's anything that's painted is better, anything that's not exactly. Painted, sure. exactly. I don't care what how good the quality is. Exactly. It's, it's and I, be better. Right. And of course I didn't say to them we're not quite finished. And someone said I didn't quite finish this up. I said, if you want to finish up your pieces, any week you come in, just grab them and work on them. We have the stuff here, yeah. you know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're getting more paints. How many kids are in War Game Club? Now? Right now we've got uh, we've got eight. Wow. Which, you know, for something that nobody knows anything about, mm-hmm. it's that's pretty cool, you know? That's great. That's um, great. We're hoping to get more, you know, but right now we've got eight. And... Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start doing that. So I primed them all and got them ready for them. What else have I done? Um, I did a little bit of painting with my cruel boys, just mm-hmm. to do a little painting. Um, nice. And now you know, like I said, Games Workshop sent me the Slaves to Darkness that box set. Yeah, they were nice enough yeah. to send it to me, and I built it. Because it's gorgeous, and yeah. uh, I may or may not have a project this year that I can't talk <laughs> about just yet. But I may or may not have a whole lot of a certain army now um, yeah. that uh, I have ready to prime tomorrow, um, and then I'll talk more about that. Uh, in upcoming and probably next episode, um, but yeah, cool. so that's that's something I did. Uh, you know, I basically built a whole army, and I'm getting them primed up. Uh, I I am really just sort of having fun hobbying, like I haven't been able to in a long time, and so now it's like, you know, either the, even the other day I was just talking to Rotor. I'm like, hey, you want a hobby to just to like ten o'clock because I got to get up for work. Yeah. I got to get up, and he's like, okay, cool. We got on about eight thirty. And he's like, oh, it's 10 mm-hmm. o'clock. And I'm like, yep, 10 o'clock. And I was like in the middle of, I'm like, I'm going to finish up this model. He's like, I just finished this one. We're done. You know, 60 to 90 minutes a day. If you can get that time a few t- a few days a week, the yeah. progress becomes surprising. Oh, yeah, yeah, I paint. I probably paint, I don't know, an hour or so a day. Yeah. And the, I mean, and look, you, you, I mean, you, your hobby progress is bananas. You, you know? just got to keep going and it, right. for me it's about maintaining just focus on something you know just keep going but it, i also know that if i'm tired of painting something there's nothing more agonizing than making yourself do something you don't want to as far as painting goes it's just i'd rather just put it to the side and do something else right and you have enough stuff that's the beauty of yeah. what you've got um, yeah and that dude that's been a tip that always comes up with people okay have a mm-hmm. unit and then have something else you know, don't have yep. more than two projects on the table because two projects on the table is enough projects. Yeah, it's probably one too many. But if you get tired of one thing, you can switch to the other. You know, and that mm-hmm. way you can go back and forth. Or I'm going to paint some grunts now. I'm going to sit down and spend some time focusing on a nice character model or a champion model, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And there's been so much hobbying going on because I'm doing that, and my son, my son, the wonderful, the amazing Harrison. Um, not <laughs> only is he building tanks for. Team Yankee, mm. which if you haven't played Team Yankee, it's yeah. basically like World War Three happens, and so it's. I, hey Harrison, what game is that kind of based on? It's, it's like kind of like Flames of War. 
Okay. And he shows it to me, and of course, he knows if he wants to get his dad to play with him. First, he showed me stuff. He's like, now, you know, the Russian has a lot of stuff, and it's kind of gunky. He goes, but you can give those gunky army stuff to the Polish army <laughs> and they're better with it because their troops are just crazy their troops are just all out i'm like all right yay poland uh <laughs> and then he comes home with they just released the red dawn uh book yeah which is basically red dawn like the movie yes from the 80s okay. I, I mean I, yeah. I know the remake is the same movie but i never even saw it um don't care uh it's there's only one red dawn it's the 80s red dawn um, he's like, look, Dad. Patrick Swayze's in that. Yep. Isn't he? And oh my yeah. God, Patrick Swayze is in it. What's his name? Tiger Energy, the one from uh, uh, Sheen. Charlie yeah, Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Um, the girl from uh, Ferris Bueller's sister, the one from Dirty Dancing. No one puts baby in a corner is in there. Um, oh my God, hold on. Now I got to look because I it's it's bananas. How many young teen stars yeah. were in that movie? But Harrison knows how much I love that movie, so he's like, oh hey, check it out, Dad. We could play Red Dawn. I'm like, oh, you okay? Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, C. Thomas Howell, mm-hmm. yeah, Leah Thompson, Charlie Sheen, yeah. Jennifer Grey, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, and then uh, Powers Booth. Like there was just a <laughs> lot of yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of people in this movie <laughs> that were. I was just like, "Oh my!" Like Wolverines. these, yeah. Right. Oh my god, I love that movie so much. It's so dumb. It is that is one of those so eighties films. Listen, if we ever get attacked by Russians, <laughs> those of us out in the farm states, man, we're just gonna grab our truck and our guns and just go out there. We're gonna take them out. We're gonna guerrilla warfare them. And in the 80s, I totally bought... Yeah, some of them died. It was a war picture. I think only like two of them (laughs) lived at the end. Yeah. But, oh boy. Like, I loved that movie. As a a 13-year-old me lost his damn mind. Mm. You know? Yeah, that came out when we were in middle school. Right. That was like that and like Rocky Ford. That was in the mid-80s when it was like, oh, look, the Russians showed up. We beat them. You know, and it was yeah. like, you know, Rocky holding that American flag, Adrian. And I remember being in the theater and people were like jumping up and down in the, like out of their seats, like yeah. USA, you I know, and that's Creek in the 80s died. when that's back in the 80s when that was cool and didn't make you, you know, didn't make people wonder where you were on January 6th. Um, you remember, I remember in the, being in the theater when Apollo Creed died. Uh-huh. And there was like there's like yeah. shock Went in the movie theater. Silent. The Russian <laughs> guy killed Apollo silence. Creed. Like, like oh, oh my god. And that shows you like, how much was, we hated yeah. Russians in the eighties because he yeah. killed a black man and everyone was still mad here in America. Like <laughs> <laughs> man, Apollo Creed died. And it was like yeah, it was like a dungeon inside the theater. It was oh, like, yeah. oh my god. Oh God. So yeah, well, so, if you like that game, there's another game too because we carry all the battle line products at the store. Uh, so there's also World of Tanks. So yes. the video game World of Tanks, but that that box set thing for it is only like three or four models you need for it, and it's freaking amazing. Yes, there are some really cool simple rule tank games that you can be playing. Now Harrison has, um, and I will say this: our friends at Grognards carry Gundams. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison's got a lot of Gundams now. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> does he love building Transformers. It's just fantastic. So it is, but it's nice now because we're sitting here and it was like he used to build 
and play models in grade school and middle school. And then he got into high school and he didn't have time for it, um, partly because of girls, but mostly because he was taking all those AP classes, you know, and then he goes to college and he ain't got time for that. There's too much other things to do at college, like, you know, things that we don't talk about on the family friendly show. Um, but now he's home and he's like, and now, now he's got a real job. Yeah. So he has disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Gundams now. It's great. So there's just a lot of hobbying going on here at the White Tech Homestead, which is flipping glorious. It makes yeah. me so happy that there is just that going on. Uh, plus, with the new Ogre book, we've kind of cleaned up our Ogre list. And now Kira's like, you know, I've never lost a game because she. <laughs> crushed me with her ogres a couple of times so now she's interested in and <laughs> in doing and doing some gaming so this is just it's uh, i'm That's telling right. you and chris knows folks you don't you don't realize i just my mantra for the last four months with between work and getting through grad school was i just got to make it to christmas i knew that on the, the like my last day of school was december 18th i just got to get to christmas i just got to make it to Christmas and I'll be okay. And man, Christmas came and everything's coming up white tech. Like it is just like I've got time to hobby. I've got all this stuff and I am so excited for 2023. Um which you well, we haven't been able to say that for like 3 years. I'm so cuz now it's like now it's like that thi- now it's like that like I saw a meme it's like the shining. Here comes 2023 and there's Nicholson walking up the stairs and there's Shelly Duvall like go away. Get away. Get away. <laughs> So, uh, I'm just, uh, my hobby has been crazy. Like I have just been doing something all the time. Um, I also now have a notebook where I'm logging not only what I'm doing, but what's coming out from GW. And like I said, the stuff we did with the hobby stuff from last year, the highs and lows and things, I'm keeping track of that stuff in one place in a dedicated book. So that way next year we have this stuff because that's what I'm doing. Who knows? I don't understand who this is behind the mic, it's not me, but I like him. <laughs> so, all right, you guys got any other? Because I got a few others, but they've got any uh, other? Other. So we were watching a cool show on Apple TV. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Slow Horses. I haven't seen it, but oh, I have heard man, of it. Oh, man, it is good. Is it's it? super good. It's from a, a series of books by some guy. I don't know. It's a series of books. There's like nine of them, eight or nine of them, and they... Each book has been translated into a series. You know. Oh, cool! So, so it's like a season a book. Yeah, so it's three, I got three seasons. Three nice. seasons, two seasons. It's really cool. It's very good. Nice. How about you, Kevin? Well, I've been playing with my brother. He lives uh, about an hour away, so we've been in VR playing Catan, uh, getting ready because we actually have a charity event happening on the twenty third of this month at the store, uh, which is a Catan tournament. So it should be fun. See a lot of uh, faces in there, and it's good for the community. Uh, and oh, something you and Harrison probably will enjoy. There's a new show on Netflix called Pressure Cooker. So it my, is amazing. my nephew's in that. It's it's a it's a cooking uh, my, show. My nephew is almost in cooking meets survivor. He's in it. He's in it. My nephew is one of the contestants. No he way. Yeah, Sergey, you got to Sergey, you got to let Sergei, me know what episode that, that is. Guy. Okay, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, and yeah. So what it is is instead of bringing in celebrity guest judges to just test their food and that sort of thing, is they vote amongst themselves, figure out who to kick off the island, basically. Oh, so it's like Survivor. 
It's Toilet Survivor. So could it, the person with the best dish get booted? Can they be just like, this guy's a threat to us all winning? It can be, yeah. There's some lying in seats or anything happening on the show. Exactly. All right, we're going to have to watch that because we've been watching yeah. the baking show because the Roku channel has the old episodes that aren't on Netflix anymore. The so British baking show? It's still the it, hands down the best cooking show. Still the oh, cooking yeah, contest sure. show. It's just so positive. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The Canadian one's pretty good too. Yeah, um, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, my my sister um, adopted Sergey as a I don't know one or two year old from Russia back in you know twenty years ago. Right. And yeah, he grew hey, up here. Walker's nephew is on the cooking show as a contestant on this Netflix show. He made it on as a contestant. Yeah. We're going to have to watch that when we're done recording. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah. Oh, it's a fun show. Cool. It's we're going to give it a shot. I'm definitely going to give it a shot because I you know we're you know we're just always looking for something to watch to wrap up the evening. Yeah. Uh I know I'm super late to the show to the to the party here, but I finally sat down and watched Reacher on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. Man, did oh, I enjoy oh. that. Yeah, I like yep. that one. That was fun. Like parts mm-hmm. of it are a little silly and stuff, but I really I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um mm-hmm. I watched the first episode of Andor and I know I'm yeah. late on that. I just wa- I'm hooked. That's awesome. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Okay. I'm watching this. Let me say this without any spoilers. The good guys, the quote unquote good guys, because <laughs> yeah. in episode one, these are not, these are rebels. They are not necessarily the good guys. They just aren't the bad guys. Like, right. there's some nasty stuff that happens in that episode. Just like, oof, they're willing to do nasty stuff. Um, yeah, just, I've already just keep, heard, just keep going. Yeah. In the <laughs> I've heard there's no Jedi in it, which is kind of cool that it's it's the grittier the underside. Yeah. And I'm only like one episode in. I started watching the second episode. I like that the Empire is pretty scary in that. Oh yeah, like you watch it in the movies, and it's like they're they're just a bunch of knuckleheads. It's like there's there's a you always have a couple of smart leaders who can mm-hmm. never get anything done because everybody else is a bumbler. Yeah. Yeah. And here I don't so, see any bumblers. This is like, yeah. hey, we got this going on and it's like you know, hey, we we control this planet and they're like crooked cops and it feels like when you watch movies it's, about it's like up- the communists like during the Cold yeah. War communism yeah, happening. It's super oppressive. You could just feel yeah. like the people are just yeah, they're just like so put down. It's like Oof. the mood in that show. I'm like, wow, this mm-hmm. is interesting. So I'm really liking that. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's good. that's what I, I got have nominated been. for a bunch of awards and cool. stuff. Cool. But that's what I've been watching um, on the side. Um, yeah, I don't think I've, I haven't. I wanted to go see Megan, and we didn't have a time. We didn't have a chance, and I haven't. I, I, think, I think the list. I think the listeners should call the voicemail and tell us what they've been watching. What they've been watching that would be cool. I'd go for that. I yeah. did. I did take Harrison, and and I did take the kids to go see Avatar: The Way. Oh, of, yeah. The Way of Boredom. And uh, I haven't oh, seen it really? yet. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Here's okay. I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm gonna do this and then we're gonna be done because this is a long toolbox. I want to be done. I want to go to commercial. I want to come back and talk about the main topic. The first Avatar is not a good movie. It's it's Dances with Wolves and many other movies put together in a gorgeous film. The film looks beautiful, and mm-hmm. the world building in it is very cool. Like yeah. the actual. The plant life, the flora and fauna, the rituals, the people, the Navi. Very interesting. But I like the watching movie that movie. It's yeah. not a very good movie. 
It's a beautiful movie. It's a well-produced movie. Story-wise, I've seen it a hundred times. I sit down to watch this movie, and without spoilers, if you haven't seen it, you get the first 10 minutes is, this is what's happened since the last movie. Then you get the humans come back. Then you have a train heist going on, right? (laughs) And I'm watching all of this. I'm like, recap. And then after the 10-minute recap, then we've got the humans coming. Then we've got the big train heist. Then you got the yelling and the family stuff. And I look at my watch on a three-hour and 12-minute movie, and 17 minutes had gone by. I'm like, oh, my God, they are trying to cram. That was my big first part of the problem was they were cramming so much stuff into this movie. Once again, world building was amazing. The different Navi, so cool. The locations, cool. The interplay, cool. But, okay, so we got the younger brother, older brother trope. We got the weird younger sister trope. We got the little kid who gets in something. Come on. Hey, let's go out past the reef. We're not supposed to go out past the reef. Oh, maybe we should have asked your other brother. Okay, let's go. I looked at Harrison. I'm like, what's the matter, McFly? Chicken? Like, that, oh, that movie was very long. And that was my beef with it. I love. I mean, come on! Oh look, I found the big scary monster. Oh look, I pulled the I pulled the thorn out of his paw. Now he's my friend. There's not an original concept in that movie. Okay, we're still talking about Avatar or Star Wars now. Avatar. <laughs> okay, Avatar two. Don't don't talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Um, I like Star Wars, but let's face it, that's not original either, dude. Right, but this is this, okay. Here's the the thing is. Cameron is very well known for just taking other stuff. Even the Terminator he took from an old Outer Limits episode. Like, sure. he takes a lot of stuff. And the thing that really drove me nuts is the first one they were in the they were in the uh, the Earth or not the Earth the the what is it the wood? Yeah, or no the, Earth. Yeah, there the was jungle. The, the jungle. Yeah, they were in the Earth. And that, and he becomes the master of the earth stuff. Now he goes to the water, and now he's a water people. And I looked at Harrison. I go, "There's two more movies." I go, <laughs> "If he goes to fire and air, this is actually Avatar: The Last Airbender." <laughs> yeah, this is the Airbender. And now. the next freaking day in my Facebook feed, Cameron confirms that the next movie is going to be. He's going because he had to leave the water people. He's going to the Fire Nation. I'm like, oh my god, it's just Avatar: wow. The Last Airbender. And that's that's my whole my 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 problem. Here's right. the thing: you can do stuff that's been done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to put a twist or something on it. Literally everything in that movie, in my opinion, was a trope uh, that I've seen a hundred times. He brought nothing new to the table. If you want to spend three hours just talking with the Navi people and watching how they live there, like if you want to do a National Geographic episode <laughs> yeah. on the Navi, I will watch that all day long. Right. I mean, when that came out, I remember we bought Harrison the Avatar video game for the Xbox. Yeah. We never finished the game. We just ran around collecting stuff and filling in the encyclopedia because apparently Cameron the Maniac has books and books about and went to people like because like like he did with the Abyss when he invented all the 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 sub the the suit technology so you could see and hear everybody to film them. He brought in like people who know stuff about plants and animals and. That whole world is like mapped out and filled out, and all the play. Like, so if you play the old video game, you can just go and collect information, sit and read the books about the geology and wow. all that. And it's that stuff is fantastic. 
I've got to give him credit. It's so good. Mm. But plot-wise, Harrison just kept looking over at me, be like, this is what's going to happen next. And sure enough, it <laughs> happened. And that's my problem, is I knew everything yeah. that was going to happen beat for beat. There was never a surprise in that film. Even the thing, there was a free willy scene where he goes out of the water and over everybody. <laughs> and I, oh, and then, uh, I mean, come on. You can't even make a decent bad guy. We, it's not even, okay, we're not just the bad guys. Which one of the things I loved was the humans come and all the human tech looks like Terminator stuff. And when you see yeah. Terminator weapons, that's the bad guys. But <laughs> they're not bad enough. They got to hire actual whalers <laughs> to take them oh, out man. there. <laughs> they hired a whaling. Like, whalers are like basically universally despised on this planet, yeah, right? That's how it's, it's like putting slavers or basically yeah, whalers or yeah. pirates in your movie. Those are just automatically the bad guys. Right. I mean, the only thing they didn't have in it was cannibalism, the easy bad. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> other than that, like, and like I said, and I know people love it. I'm in the minority. The movie is, it, it's been out. In its 23rd day of release, worldwide yeah. revenue, it is now the 10th highest grossing film of all time. As yeah, of last week. It had to make like $2 billion, right? It was at 1.3, and that made okay. it the 10th highest grossing film of all time Yeah, uh, in 23 it's days. Growing. It's growing. And it's <laughs> still happening. Yeah. And Harrison yeah, so and I was... It's got to make $2 billion for him to make the third one. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I heard like that's that. just already happening. Like nobody's going to stop him. But mm-hmm. I, I think the I think the the production company's worried about him. Well, he's, he's already yeah. uh, filmed most of it because one of the things he wanted to do was he filmed all the primary shots with the teenagers, especially so they don't age out of their parts. Oh, mm-hmm. clever, good move. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Harrison and I watched it, and we walked out. Harrison goes, "Well." That was definitely one of the movies of all time. And I said, yep. <laughs> I said, of all the movies I saw in 2022, that was definitely one of them. That was one of them. And yeah. uh, But we walked out and he said, you know, I didn't enjoy this movie. He goes, but it looked so good. He goes, I kind of want to come back and see it in 3D because I know it's going to be yeah. even better in 3D. And I'm like, I kind of want to too, which is dumb because I didn't really like the <laughs> movie. Like movie. Well, you didn't watch it in 3D at all? Okay, one of my kids can't watch 3D movies. They get kind of car sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's and, we can't do that either. Because the new technology, this is the, like, for depth of field, this, the, the technology added to this thing is, it's amazing. I've never seen a cleaner 3D film. Well, it's it was it was it was beautiful in two D, and I'm, we're we're considering going to see it in three D. And it's like yeah. that's that's how beautiful and how interesting everything outside of the actual plot of the movie was. <laughs> that it almost got us to go back a second time. Um, but okay, I went too long about that. But that's just uh, I, I had to I had to I had to rant. Maybe uh, you know I didn't have to, but I did. All right, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about, uh, I know Games Workshop released the little list of all the battle tomes coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And now yep. we normally don't talk rumors because, you know, they'll, you know, you know, I mean, they'll send us books and stuff like that, but we don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. This is, we are conjecturing our eyeballs out in the next segment about what's going to come. Although I don't think it's much of a secret. They literally listed no. almost every, basically when you look at which, which factions are getting tomes and how many. It's kind of everything that hasn't gotten one since the new edition came out. So it's pretty obvious. Yeah. But we're going to talk anything about... That doesn't have, everything that doesn't have a red cover is getting a new book. 
Yeah, basically that's what it seems like. But we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about kind of what we'd like to see and kind of what our hobby plans are for the year. Yeah. And uh, and see, and then once it gets recorded, then next year when we do this episode again, because I think this is our new episode after Christmas episode tradition, will be let's go back and see if we did anything we said we're going to do and we'll see if we were right about any of our hopes or predictions so we'll take a break we'll come back we'll do that there's always something happening at grognards that's right friends grognard games in roselle illinois the premier stop for your gaming needs in northeast illinois if you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So, do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we're back, folks. Hello. Hey, hey. Thank you for bringing us back, Kevin. That was glorious. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Games Workshop 2023. Yeah. Now, um, let's see. They did release their plan for 2023. Now, winter... Uh, Slaves to Darkness, Beasts of Chaos, and Gloom Spite Gits. They already said that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Slaves to Darkness, they've, uh, today they were just posting. I think that goes up for pre order this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I'm no, very excited about it. Yeah, it was just ordered in, uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, Beasts of Chaos and Gloom Spite Gits are coming up soon. It says winter 2022 23. So that, I mean, they've technically got about two more months to get those out or next, you know, what? Yeah. So we're going to see Beast. I'm. All right. <laughs> I did see Rob, the Honest Wargamer, posting how all of the guys who are playtesting are buying up Gloom Spite gets like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to believe that's a good battle tome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the thing I'm really excited about here, and I love slaves. I love what I've gotten from them. I love the book, because like I said, it came with the box set that they were nice enough to send us. And I am really jazzed about Slaves to Darkness. Those models are amazing. We talked about this last episode. Black skulls, spiky. I'm 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 all in on that. I love it. Yeah. So I've got my I got my army sitting just waiting. Yep. Um yeah. what I really got my fingers crossed for is Beasts of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Because I've only been in this game since the very t- I mean, I started playing with Christopher 
like learning the rules end of sixth edition. And then when we went to the games workshop and we're talking, it was like seventh edition was coming out and everybody knew it was coming out like a month or so. So Barnett's like, mm-hmm. don't learn this rule set <laughs> because you're going to, it's going <laughs> to change. So let's just yeah. wait. And then, so seventh ed dropped and I've been playing seriously since then. And honestly, beast men haven't had a good battle tone the entire time I've been playing this game. Like, they had some that were decent, but they had like right. a build. Because I, I remember because I would play with Johnny Hastings, and he loves yeah, his when their amb- Yeah, when their ambush rule came out, is probably when they were at their peak. Yeah, you know, it's as strong as they've ever been when they released that special rule just for them. Right, and just but they've. I mean, even when AOS dropped, I mean, anytime they showed up in a, in a in a story or in the game, they were yeah. just the whipping They're boys. Always, it was just yep, exactly. Yeah. Throw out. We're on our way. Yeah, we're on our way to do this, and a bunch of beastmen attacked us, and we killed them. Exactly, yeah. and it's just kind of nonsense. Um, Although the new the, the lore that's coming out lately with, you know, in the in the uh, the in destruction the armies realms books, yeah. yeah, destruction armies. That one beastman shaman guy. That guy's. That guy's cool. Oh yeah, the one with the cruel boys met up yeah. with, and then they had the battle. That was so good. That was awesome. That was fantastic. And that, I'm just that that Sylvaneth versus Beastman battle that they described in that one book is one of my favorite battle scenes yeah. that they've described. It is such a good read. I like, just wow. want them to be a good army because yeah. I have always kind of liked those models, and I've never gone in for it. Um. I kind of miss when you could mix up gore and ungore. Like I, I, I knew that, that was, was cool. I that, remember that. I remember yeah. that was some clunky nonsense, and I'm certain yeah. you know that's that doesn't happen anymore. No. But it's such a neat army that just I don't. I mean, like I said, I've only been playing for like 16 years or whatever. Uh, I know people have been playing a lot longer. Just they were never. No, I mean it's they never. Yeah, you've never, never really. they've never been one of those armies where you come and you see like lots of people bringing them to Adepticon and stuff, right? It's not right, that right. army. Well, right now in Age of Sigmar, they're actually pretty powerful. They're pretty cool, and people are starting to play them. I just I want to see I want to see that book so bad. I can't yeah. wait. I hope it's good. The Beastmen deserve a decent book. Like Gloomspite gets, uh, 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 they seem like they're going to be good, especially if you go online. And so many of the things are sold out right now online for Gloomspite gets. Um, but <laughs> good like, luck getting a loon shrine. Yeah, I mean they could be great. They could be not. The thing is with with both orcs and goblins, like mm-hmm. you know, as far as when I first started playing, like you know, goblins were never anything super great. That was an army you played if you loved the army, not because you wanted to crush things. Yeah, um, I mean, I had an old goblin army in mm-hmm. seven in eighth edition. Yeah, that was um, super. That was, a, that was a pretty fun army. And actually. they and they 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 were fun. Seventh edition orcs and goblins army was one of my favorites because it had mm-hmm. the animosity and all that stuff was so oh, much fun. Oh god, yeah. Uh, but just like I said, they've been up, they've been down, but I've never seen Beasts of Chaos be great, and I'm just mm-hmm. hoping that book is great. But so. Spring order two chaos to death, and then summer one order. Okay. So, oh yeah, yeah. What's missing from order? It's Seraphon and Caradron Overlords are the only ones who don't have a new edition book. So, is there, is there, do we have a we have a Luminous book? Don't we? Yeah, yeah we just yeah, the we We've got one. three. We just did. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know Seraphon's going to be one of them though because of those shadows they gave us for the preview before Christmas, right? right. Oh yeah. Well, the like I said though, there's only the there, exactly. There's literally only two armies 
that haven't gotten a book this edition for yeah. K- for order. Overlord, Seraphon, and Caradron Overlords. Oh, Caradron So I'm hoping. I mean, that's probably going to be them. Uh, the two Chaos that haven't gotten one yet are Slanesh and Corn. So yep. that's probably what's coming for them. Then the two Death Armies. Now this is where it could be any of three technically. Yeah, OBR. Uh, yeah, OBR. Flesh Eater Courts, and technically Soulblight Gravelords came out before third edition dropped. Like they still got a white cover book, I think. Do they really? Yeah, I mean, I it came out right before third edition dropped. Yeah, you know, I don't think I. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah. Yeah, Soulblight Gravelords came out before third edition, but I don't think that's going to be them. I think I think it's going to be Flesh Eater Courts and Bone Reapers. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I think that sounds right to me. And like Flesh Eater Courts, that 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 army is getting pretty old yeah and i'd like to see them i mean that's that that looks like an interesting bunch of stuff between now and they listed one order book in summer now this is what i find interesting right Mm -hmm. aos drops in 2015 2018 and 2021 all three editions so i'm guessing if we go with a three-year cycle 2023 We'll be still doing third, but July, and it always drops in July. So I'm guessing July of 24, we're going to see fourth edition. Now, I don't want to predict that far into the future, but I'm bringing this up for a reason. Yeah. And that reason is uh, 40K 8th edition dropped in 2017. 40K 9th edition dropped in 2020. Three-year cycle. Yeah. Summer, they got one book listed as order for AOS mm-hmm. is July is this July tenth edition forty k? Yeah, I, and I, also I saw this yeah. thing. I saw this thing. Um, UK releases a special edition stamps every yeah. year. Yeah, one of the special edition stamps in the summer is Warhammer. No way. <laughs> yeah. They do a lot of weird special editions because I got I got a I got a Iron I got a Maiden message. is the one this Iron month. Maiden they've got all they got a whole <laughs> bunch of them with all the different eddies. I yeah. freaking love Iron Maiden. I absolutely love Iron Maiden. Oh, they're my favorite. Yeah. I know Harrison's like ugh, and I'm like come on, it's so great. And the baseline boom, but boom, but boom, but boom. It's always that, but boom, but boom. He's like yes, yeah. it's the same baseline every song. That is boring. I'm like no, That's Iron Maiden not is true. not boring. Peace no, of mind is one of my. Rock I know, <laughs> I know, man. Peace of mind is one of my favorite albums ever. I mean, they got a song about Dune on that album. I'm all, I'm all in. <laughs> now, you don't think there's going to be any special surprise new army faction sort of thing happening at all this year? Out of this list, I don't see it. Because, yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't know what's coming out, right? I don't right. know. I have no inside track to what's coming out in spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but... If we're going to keep going with third edition, and they literally listed every book that hasn't... How many books are you putting out? We're putting out this many from these factions, and that absolutely coincides with every existing faction that didn't get a book in third edition? Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. see it not being that. Yeah. I'm kind of guessing that they're going to be... Each new book will have a couple new character models, and then like an Underworld's crew... Mm-hmm. And maybe a Warcry Warband is how they're going to be 
doing Maybe. it. Maybe. I'm not sure because we've got a couple of books this past year where it was just a book. There's nothing new coming out. Yeah. From yeah. We I talked mean, about that last episode. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's, this is what I'm looking at. And I'm like, this is what it seems like. Now, would I love to see a new faction? Sure. But I, here's my thought process on this is we take everything new up to 2023, up to this summer, and then 40K gets the loving, right? 40K gets the love and 10th edition hopefully drops. Um, I hope it's good. <laughs> I do too because you know what? Because I got some Leagues of OTAN models and I can't play 9th edition 40K. I just can't. I, it's, I don't enjoy it at all. <laughs> um, I actually bought the Leagues of OTAN models to make a Warcry War brand and then somebody's like, you know, if they'll just put out a War... Not Warcry, uh, Kill Team. Kill Team. Team. Yeah. Like you know, they'll just put out a special kill team box. You didn't have to do that. And I was like, Oh no, I bought models I don't need. I don't. I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I'll survive. Um, so yeah, I don't think we're going to have a new edition because we also have to figure in here too. Old World's going to be happening sometime or other mm. uh, within the next year or so. Yeah. Because I think that's being pushed forward. Because our our rep made some allusions to a, a meeting oh. they had, making it sound like this is going to be sooner than later. Right, and Cranky did ask about that. Um, I'm looking forward to the old world. I'm not going to rebase a darn thing. And nope. I don't see myself going out and buying a whole new army for it necessarily, which nope. is a shame, you know, because it took so flipping long that I I don't have any of my old armies anymore. Like I don't even have my old dwarf army, which is a, which is a literal war crime. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I just will I give it a shot? Sure. Will I pick up the rule book? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I have rule. Literally, I mean, every game they put out, I have the rules for. You right. know, and I and I yeah. and I enjoy reading the lore behind it, and I'm I'm excited. Listen, I, I'm assuming Horace it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same vibe as Horus Heresy. Right? Horus Heresy the, is. Yeah, it's going to be the same vibe as Old World. Horus Heresy cherry picked all the best stuff from like the last four editions, right? And made one awesome game. If the guys doing the Old World cherry picked the best stuff from five through eight mm-hmm. edition. And make a game with just the best parts of that. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be and awesome. I, and I have a feeling like the, you know, the, just the game itself is gonna be. It's gonna be like in some historic time of the, you know, the empire. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yep. they're gonna go back mm-hmm. to like you know the, the time of like you know the three emperors or whatever. Sure. And they're gonna be like this is chaos at this time. This is what the empire is doing right now. This is the troops that are available right now. This is where the elves are at right now. Yeah. And then like I said, your I mean, four I'm main ex- factions go to the town. I'm excited for it, but I think that I have a feeling that that might be 2025. I'm I'm putting two years on that. You think yeah. so? Um. If they're going to run it and they're going to make it a major release and not like a basically just Forge World, if it's not going to be like the Lord of the Ringsy stuff, which is, I know it's not Forge World, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you've got a three-year cycle on additions that Games Workshop has proved they have a three-year cycle on additions at this point, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which means that if they keep that up, 23 would be 40K, 24 would be AOS. 25, they drop the old world. 26, 40K. 27, AOS. 28, mm. update the old world. 
Yeah. I mean, look, Horace Heresy doesn't. I mean, Horace Heresy didn't stop 40K from getting stuff. That's a side project of a, of a, you know a sub. Yeah, se- section of that game with the old school models, like the old school, you know, uh, Space Marines and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I mean, like the yeah, the vehicles for mm-hmm. like the Harris Horus Heresy stuff. It's like that's the Rhino that you would have bought twenty years ago. Is the yep. Rhino they have? Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I have some of those. So that's like, my that thought. Like the, it looks like the Rhinos I have in my collection right now. And actually, that's kind of my hope because I'm really hoping that. Like this year, we'll get all the books updated, and I'm just I, I th- this is sort of what's going on in my head. And if we're if we're gonna get into this whole prediction thing going on, uh-huh. I I want to see 2024. We see fourth edition dropping if it's necessary. If they don't just drop, I mean they probably will, but if they just yeah. drop GHB stuffs and updates, that's fine too. But I think mm-hmm. 2024 is gonna be where we see at the very least yeah. Malekith make his appearance finally. Oh yeah, I, that's that's and my and Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion, Tyrion and Malekith. Like Malekith that's that's. I mean, there's not many factions that we keep hearing about that we haven't seen anything of yeah. yet, except yeah. for those. Yeah, that's true. And and, would, the, and the Dawnbringer Crusades is going to be a gigantic release. Now, <sighs> Dawnbringer Crusades. Huge. Do you think that's going to be its own army, or are they going to yeah. keep Cities of Sigmar and have Dawnbringer no. Crusades be like... No, new army. It's going to be a new army. They're going to replace Cities of Sigmar with Dawnbringer Crusades. That would be interesting. Yeah, I think that would be, be interesting. I would, release. I would love to see updated. You don't... like. I mean, I got nothing against the old world Empire stuff, Yeah, but it would be nice to see a new updated, because that stuff is old. I think yeah. that's the oldest stuff in the game right now is the mm-hmm. Empire the cities stuff. Of Sigmar. Yeah, the, the cities, cities of Sigmar, Sigmar yeah. guys, you for know? Sure, for sure. Which was the Empire and then everything they didn't actually make into a new faction. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just hodgepodgey. Yeah, it's all uh, the old Dark Elf stuff, all the I old was, stuff, see, all the old dwarf stuff. And I was thinking just through the title itself, Dawnbringer Crusades. Like, that's just a small subsection of what happens in the cities of Sigmar. I was thinking that what would be cool and just, like I said, in... in 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 my just wild guessing here mm-hmm. was you know how we had the what is it the what is this last thing called with techless and uh mal and malaria um, tech the last broken realms that thank you broken realms was a thing that wasn't yeah. a book it was the next step in the game mm-hmm. what's the next story movement and i'm thinking dawnbringer crusades would be a cool next bit of the story movement okay you know, we had the we had the first episode one. We've got the the Sigmar, you know, the the Sigmar coming down the Realmgate Wars. Yep. Then we had the Soul Wars. Yep. Now we've got all this stuff going on in Gur. We went through death. We went we went through humans or order. We went through death. Now we're into the destruction realm. You're not going to go a straight chaos thing because you can't go to the chaos. You know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. always around in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um. I would love to see. I I was thinking Dawnbringer Crusade would be like that next storyline. Okay. The Crusades, multiple stuff, and then they would still have yeah. a Cities of Sigmar army. Although I would love to see Cities of Sigmar get some updated models too. But I I thought of Dawnbringer Crusades more as the a storyline, a plot line, as opposed to an actual army. I I that's I feel like it's gonna because they just keep talking about it. They do and talking about it and talking about it, and it's just. That's that's what the 
armies of Sigmar are focused on right now is these Dawnbringer Crusades. That's where their, you know, their whole focus of their civilization right now is reclaiming the wilderness. That's what it's all about. True. But I, I also feel like you're onto something. But is that an is that, army that, or is yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's a plot device. Because that's all of order. Because it's not just Sigmar. He's teamed yeah. up. Like, you know, you've got cities where the Sylvaneth are are helping out. You know, you've got places where, I mean, heck, uh, the Daughters of Cain took over a whole, like, it's the forces yeah. of order are part of the Dawnbringer Crusade, not just yeah, Sigmar. Cities of Sigmar. Yeah. So that's my, that was my thought when I thought Dawnbringer Crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, this is all, we're all this is all wish listing and and it's just all, guessing. I think it's kind of cool, but this is this. Hey, man, this is kind of fun just sitting around and taking wild guesses <laughs> at what might be coming. Because I mean, also like you can think about what's what's the only realms they haven't really explored yet. I mean, there's all well, they're not going to fight Nazir because the gates ain't nope. opening. Right. You've got Olgu. Olgu. What else? Olgu's the only place we've never really looked into. We People don't know who go there disappear. It. Is, is it in any of the... It's in the... There's small mentions of it, especially when it has to do with... with uh, it's in the Daughters of Cain book, right? Right. Where they, show, where they show the realmscape. Right, because... The map is in there. That's where Marathi set up her stuff, so there's stuff in yeah. the... But uh, any in-depth actual yeah, Ugu really stuff, wouldn't it be cool? Like, right now, we're always in the... Grr. Yeah, it would be so cool to be in the realm of shadows and have oh, yeah. that be yeah. like the next place that all of the all of the battles are taking place in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, that would be cool because yeah. there's so much stuff you could do. There's a there's a lot of you know lore based on shadow magic and all that stuff. I mean, all the old the old spells that they used to have of names for right. and everything. Right. Bridge of Shadows and all that good stuff. Yeah, there's cool stuff in it. So well, at the time of recording, we're a, a day after Adepticon registration. And one of the big things, of course, we all, all sign up for is the Warhammer preview. Oh, yeah. So what do we think is going to be the marquee then uh, reveal then for mm-hmm. uh, for Age of Sigmar? For Age That's of true. Sigmar? Uh, for Age of well, Sigmar. Because they're going to show reveal? a little of everything, right? I, the books aren't going to be anything. That's that's not a marquee reveal. I, but I think the marquee reveal is going to be whatever we know we've as a community, we I think I think we figured out what books are coming. I yeah. think the marquee reveal are the new models for those books for Age of Sigmar. Kevin, you think it's gonna be Do you think it's gonna be a new army? I think Kevin is thinking it's gonna be the old world. Yeah, I, I, it could be. So we're hearing rumors that it's being pushed ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, it, uh, supply chain is, is a big thing that's going to make a difference on this. Yeah. So is it enough that if they're going to do it, they're going to have to do a total revamp. Are they going to go all in on Seraphon and really give us a bunch of new models? Which I hope they do because it's a great army. That's um, another army that's so desperately. I mean, ju- it, come oh, on. Yeah. The, uh, the lizard, the, the basic... Saurus and yeah. the the Croxagors or whatever they're called now, mm-hmm. those models need a touch up. I mean, they're constantly doing nice fancy things with little skinks and uh, you, guys. I'm looking at all the stuff they put out in the past <laughs> year, and it's like, wow, how amazing would yeah. a new Seraphon army 
be with the stuff they're doing now the high detailed plastic how cool i mean look yeah. at look at lord croaker with the slant on yeah. the floating around yeah, with that the, models that model's crazy that models bananas if they did a whole army of that i'd be hard pressed not to buy it mm-hmm. yeah and then lord knows i don't need another project but god bless america those things look amazing no yeah. offense kevin <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I wonder where they would go with the Seraphon book if there would be new monsters, I'd, new units. I mean, I, I at the very least, let's revamp the old units. Let's get some new models. We've proved that you can do it, and they'll sell because this new warrior, this new Slaves of Darkness stuff. Yeah, the the new stuff that's gonna. I mean, we've already seen in the pictures the the just the Chaos Warriors. Anybody who has a model has a ton of those warriors who are standing with their elbows at their sides and the hands straight forward. And those are nice enough models, but the new ones are bananas. Yeah, they're cool. You know? And, like, could you picture actual Saurus in dynamic poses that don't need to be ranked up? Croxagores that are doing something other than just holding a hammer or a, a club above their head? Yeah. Could be like running or oh yeah, and the, just the faces and the and the, the ex- I mean, it's going to yeah. be you and know a plastic version of the Dread Sauron. Well, yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, that let's, would be a marquee piece, right? Let's get. But they, I mean, this, the Stegodon. I mean, that thing looks fine. I mean, do they really need new models for the Stegodon, the Bastilodon, the Troglodon, all that stuff? No, that stuff's fine. But like yeah. the older stuff, I but mean, they're, they're early two thousands. They're pretty old. I know they're, they're really, they're pretty, yeah. I think it's one of the oldest lines we have. Which one? Skaven. Skaven. Oh, is yeah. Major revamp. That was one of the ones that was disappointing last year. Mm-hmm. But it's like those models go back to that double box. Who are they? That was against. Was that them against Bretonians? Lizardmen, Bretonians. Yeah, but I think was that the, the fifth that, edition box. No, the, those those are those source that were in that box were different. Oh, okay. So they have revamped them yeah. since then. Yeah, yeah. The I don't know. Too. I just, I don't know if they're going to give us a bunch of new units. Although it would be cool because their lore is expanding. There's so much neat stuff. I mean, they could be making s- spaceships. How about they just explain <laughs> what they're doing now? Because they're gonna I have just, like a they're gonna have like a Necron Doom Scythe like thing piloted by Skinks. Not gonna lie, <laughs> all I want is lore that explains them better. If the lore is as good, if the lore is as good, like I said, I was expecting very little from Ogres and Sons of Bayamot. Yeah, and we got a both lot. of those books were did a really great job mm-hmm, of making mm-hmm. what seemed a very one dimensional pair of armies. Yeah. Yeah, into 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 Avatar. Uh, I would like to kind of see like you know, remember, like, you know, you know, Stargate, the vibe in Stargate, the yeah. Egyptian kind of vibe. Like incorporate that with like the Seraphon a little bit. Like kind of give that vibe to like kind of their temple ships and that kind of thing would be super cool. Like, well, that, that's always been more hasn't that been more South and Middle American though, like Mesoamerica. Yeah, I, 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 and I don't mind that. I like the ziggurats bit, and stuff, you know? but like I said, I just they, they, we know. The Seraphon have they have freaking spaceships. So yes, because they can incorporate that, space. They incorporate that into the army a little bit. Like I said, new new units would be cool. New 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 sculpts. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, my first my number one thing is I just 
I want some lore that were okay. Because remember, <laughs> when they first came out, they dreamed them into existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and now you're reading short stories where the skinks have breeding pools mm-hmm. in the ships. They're actually yeah. yeah. So if these things were dreamed into existence, then what about the things they made? Are those legit? Are those are those real now? Are yeah, see, I don't the, the lore? Honestly, that's the number one thing. I just want this army to make sense. They make it make sense, yeah. Um, I mean, do you ever... Uh, one of the army books, there was two magic items in the Lizardman book. One was... They were both from. They were both 40K items. Do you remember that? One was basically a flamer. And the other one was a, a power fist. Yeah. Power. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because, yeah, because we know what's going on here. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love the links. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so listen, um, we don't want to go on forever, and I know it's getting late in, in Canada. So um, let me ask you guys this. So what are your hobby plans for 2023? So uh, for me, starting for Adepticon, I want to paint, I guess, I guess I, I guess I guess I'm making a sense of Bayamat army for this year, so I want to be doing that. Uh, that As means, well, you should. So I, that probably means eventually four of these dudes. So I got to pick the four I want to make. I th- I'm, I, one of them is definitely going to be King Broad. Um, I don't know if he'll make it to Adepticon, but he's definitely going to be one of them because that that model's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my war, new Warhammer army for 2023, I guess, is going to be a Sons of Bayamont army, which is going to be like five models, so I feel like I should be able to do it. <laughs> Don't get me started. I haven't, built, I haven't built one yet. I bought I bought one yesterday. Well, and Games Workshop was nice enough to send us one, so yes. you got one, because I ain't using it, and so you can. <laughs> Fantastic, and so you've got that. See, thank you, yeah. Games Workshop, for helping yes, us. Thank you. For helping us uh, get ready for Adepticon. Yes, thank you. So that's going to be awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. I think the first one I'm going to build is a Kraken Eater. <laughs> that one is just so. Cool. It's a cool mod. I love that one. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I really he's do. He's he's the coolest one. Um, and then what else? All right, somebody else go. What do you got going on, Kevin? Well, I think I would keep on with the chaos stuff. So Adepticon already means a new army for me uh, for that. But this year we're not doing the teams, uh, mainly because it looks like I'm going solo from Canada as um, Brad has to stay back with uh, the store and family obligations. Uh, and the rest of the troops is just kind of scattered at the moment for everything that's been going on this past year. Uh, so, but I've been working on the Slave to Darkness box uh, so I think really adding more of uh, non-demony chaos characters into my uh, collection is going to be the main thing I'm doing. I did my uh, Demon Prince as uh, Zeech mm. uh, for that because I loved the head and the options in that box for for the Demon Prince is just amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that's what I'll be working on. There is just really fleshing out uh, the human aspect of chaos. Uh, that's what I'll I'll work on right now. Uh, And then, again, I think there's going to be something... I want to wait to hear what they say at Adepticon to figure out what's coming on down the thing. If it's Seraphon, I have a large Seraphon army, but 
dusting that off and adding some new characters and, and things in there mm-hmm. uh, is not uh, not off the table. Not off the table whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to circle base all my Seraphon models if that happens. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's why my Death Army. That's why my Legions of Nagash never got off the ground because yeah. I I rebased the I rebased the skeletons and the grave guard and then that was like so many, and yeah. then I was a moron because that's when I was really into trying to get all the points for tournaments and stuff like that and it's like I don't mm-hmm. do good conversions but I was rolling and printing rolling and 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 stamping oh, out right. custom bases. Yep. So now yeah. if I want to keep doing that army, I got to do that, and I don't want to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> you could just not do that. I could, but then I got a whole army based on that, which is like I got half an army sitting on these beautiful stone cobblestone bases, and the other half not. You know, well, just put some glue on it. Martin Black Orlando right will come over and, and have right a heart over. attack. He'll get mad at me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can't only base half of them here. I'll build you bricks. Like he's. A, <laughs> hey, he's good at it. You know, he's good at that stuff. So, what are you going to do? Um, okay, so my plans. Well, yeah. I have the not so secret army project I'm going to be talking about in a couple of yeah. weeks that I'm that I've got an army built and I'm going to. I feel like I can get that one painted in short so order. I see, so I see some Sons of Bayamat versus Slaves of Darkness battles coming. I I don't know that it's Slaves of <laughs> Darkness. I'm not saying. I'm not confirming or denying. Um, I do want to paint my Harlequin kill team. Oh yeah. So that I can actually play kill team with a painted crew. I nice. actually have a couple of different things for Kill Team that I haven't painted any of them. I'd like to get at least the Harlequins painted. That's the number one goal for Kill Team. Um, I actually have... I want to finish painting up at least one other army other than this, the, the, the small project. Um, I'd like to finish up my Cruel Boys and or... Uh, the realm, Lumineth Realm Lords. Now that the book's out and we've got stuff and I kind of know what we want to build and what we want to put together for 2,000 points, I yeah, really so want to spend this time this year painting. So now the the new GHB is coming out. That's going to take up the first six months of 2023. Mm-hmm. Is that going to affect the way you build anything? I don't know. What we've seen so far, it's got that cool Galician champions or Galician, Galician champions, yeah. Which I think is kind of a neat thing, and he can have yeah. a unit with him, which is basically his bodyguards. Yeah. That's some cool stuff. Um, and they get to fight twice now. Yeah, and uh, some of the other stuff they've been showing has been pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know me. I don't – I'll build my list, and I'll play it, and if I realize I screwed it up and I need something for the new Galician champions and a Galician unit, then yeah. then I'll I'll swap the list around. It's not like I don't have models, you know? Right. Well, you usually build one of everything, right? I kind of do, which is what I'm trying to get away from. Right now, I'm just trying to get a nice 2,000 points, maybe a few more. Just yeah. at least whatever I, you know, I'll, as I'm painting and playing, yeah. th- this is why. Okay, here's my painting strategy. <laughs> Paint your grunts and mm-hmm. a couple of characters. Like right now with the Cruel Boys, I'm painting the the B- Gut Rippers and the Shaman on the Hot Pot. The yep. stuff that I know is going to be in every list. Yeah, that's you know, I got to have these things, right? 
then as you play and you make adjustments, then the other things are kind of going out. Once you, then you can work on those other things. Same thing with I, I'll start with my spears and my bows because you know you're going to have a couple of units of spears and a couple of units of bows in an army for your realm mm-hmm. lords. And then as I figure out what works with the other stuff, that's what I'll go with. That's the gotcha. plan. But that's a, this. This is actually a crazy. Like, I have this all written down. I'm looking at going. You haven't painted more uh, more than one army in a year in your life. <laughs> And I got well, three got on the time. list. I'm like, yeah, but now I got a little more time. I mean, not a yeah. ton. I got a family and stuff. But, I mean, let's face it. It's not like when they were kids and I had to take them everywhere all the time. I mean, Kira's driving. Now nah, I got to get her. Once I get her a driver's license, psh, I got no responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, man. You know? Right. But uh, So that's that's sort of my plan of what I want to do, you know? And, and and I also my other big plan is to is to keep stuff going for War Gaming Club and try to get some of the freshmen and sophomores from the other building over for that. So that way next mm. year I've got some built in kids. The only problem is our campus. We have five thousand students in our school. I know I've said this before, and we're yeah. on two separate campuses about a mile away, and they bus between the campuses, right? Yeah. And so we got freshmen and sophomore at the other building, we got juniors and seniors at my building. So mm-hmm. I have mostly seniors playing. Oh, I see. And you get a couple of juniors, so then you get next year, like, all the kids I got in are graduating. Yeah. So, like, we've had Wargaming Club. This is the, the third year we've had a Wargaming Club, and it, every year it's a completely new batch of kids, and I'm trying to <laughs> get younger kids in. So that's my other focus is going to be whatever those kids want to do. Yeah. Like like I said, I brought home and spray-painted 90 models for War Cry War bands because... Mm-hmm. They want to paint, and I want them to that's have excellent. the thing they need. So, that's so what about going. for Garage Hammer itself? What should we our goals be for twenty twenty three? Like, dear Lord, I hate saying this stuff out loud because when I don't do it, people get mad at me. <laughs> so let's run through the things we already said. Need a Discord? <laughs> yeah. Need a wiki page. <laughs> <laughs> Need uh, the YouTube channel to actually do stuff since we haven't mm-hmm. done anything on that in like five years. But that requires me figuring out how to do stuff. I also want to figure out how to record everybody separately on this because of my mixer and I have one computer and everyone comes to on one feed and I haven't figured out how to do it from multiple computers and make everybody actually able to hear everybody because I ain't that guy. Like I said, I started this in the basement with a hand recorder. Yeah. You know, like one of those little Zoom, like the handheld recorder things that you walk around like when you see people... Given press conferences, like that's how we started mm-hmm. this show. So, yeah, well, I, I know, I know, I know a video editor who can help us. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's you know, garage hammers. Plus, we're going to try to get episodes out on time. I mean, we're recording this; it's due out tomorrow. So, good luck with that. But who knows? Maybe I'll get it out. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have that mm-hmm. much editing to do; just cranky swearing. You know, and then I can get this put out. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, if we did battle reports, like. It you would and I be playing cool. games. Would people be interested in oh, seeing I think that? So. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So that's sort of our little plans. And it's it's been, it's very basic, you know, stuff laid out. Um, like I said, the this, this, this super secret, not so secret project, I'm actually hoping if everything goes well to have that done by Adepticon, even though I'm not going. Or not okay. As of right now, I'm not going, but I know how many models I have. I'm not actually planning on buying more right now. I'm just going to build what I've got. Um, 
paint scheme is going to be simple. And if I can crank that out, if I can crank out a whole army in two months, that's going to change my entire outlook on this hobby at that point. That's going to be such a boost that I'll be going insane. Just pick, it's, just pick three colors, you know? Yeah. You know, silver armor, capes, and one spot color. Horns. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, yep. I think I can do it. But I didn't say it was Slaves to Darkness. Quit saying that. You're going to ruin my surprises. <laughs> um, okay, so here's my next question. For 2023, what is your – if you can say – if you got to say this is what – this is coming out in 2023. You get your druthers mm-hmm. for something for AOS. Yep. So you can't pick the old world, Kevin. No <laughs> What do you What do you want? If you could have anything, what do you want? Tyrion. You want Tyrion's <laughs> army? Oh, I, I knew yeah. that was going to be your answer. <laughs> I knew that was going to be your answer. Oh yeah, you Tyrion. want Tyrion? Some. Uh, yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, is he blind now? That's fine. Be a cool model. They've like, had Mal- blind elf leaders before. Yes, they have. But you know, Malhandir has got to be in there somewhere, sure. somehow. Oh, why? Yeah, Tyrion's awesome. Why wouldn't you want Tyrion? Yes, so that's you, what I. So you win. I, I want Tyrion, and I want some sort of faction that goes with them. Tyrion and his army. I mean, it could be. Yeah, I mean, it could be just part of an LRL army. It doesn't have to be a separate army. Yeah, but it could be a separate. But I would army. assume. I would assume his army is going to be a lot more focused on. Not as spell, you know how every unit in the LRL army has can cast spells. Like this army wouldn't do that. You he'd know be, what I mean? He'd be a cav heavy. It's cav heavy. Dra- I'm talking like dragon sword masters. Dra- of, yeah. Okay. That, like that kind of, you know, maybe some kind of heavy flying cavalry, like the stormcast have with the dragons. Something like that. Very cool. All right. So that's your that's your wish. What about you, that Kevin? That was an easy one. <laughs> Well, besides a new dino army for myself, I really like to see, uh, just because of the story and the plot line and that sort of thing, what's missing is I want to see our Shadow Elves. Yeah. I, I want to I so see So you want that. Malarian's army. I want Malarian's army. I want that fleshed out uh, for the storyline of what's going on. Because one of the other things for indulgence, and it's not old world, but it's the idea of we're trying to get back into Soulbound again as well. And I think that would add a lot of flavor to that. That's the, that's the age of Sigmar role-playing game. That's right. Yeah. That would be cool. So I think that's something that we need that it's something that's been hinted about in the background. Yeah. Uh, but no pun intended. We have to bring it to light at this point (laughs) to see, well, see what we can go with that. I mean, would that be, I mean, that would be a, like the broken realms series of books. Like, that would be a whole thing, right? It'd be a Tyrion it book, be a Malachis the book. Too, too be a, yeah. You could have you a know. Dawnbringer Crusades books and yeah. it goes into Ulgu, and that's when we bring in the Malarian there you go. armies. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, because Teclis is going to be tied up with all the stuff going on with him that the stuff that he's done with the, in the realm of death. So it'd be nice yeah. to see Tyrion come running in to do to to do something right. interesting. And I would imagine the Ostiac Bone Reapers book is going to be all about getting back at Teclas. Oh, and- yeah. That's going to be a big part of the lore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Teclas came and just attacked this place and messed it up. And then 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so great. Just burning the bodies. So that just <laughs> basically defiling the bodies in Elvin as yeah. according to Elvin culture, just to keep them from getting any more materials. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's really cool. Well, uh, what are you, Dave? Um well I, I wouldn't mind either of the things that you guys said. Mm-hmm. Um I would probably lean towards Malarian more than Tyrion, only because we do have armies from the realm of Hish. We have yeah. Teclas's army, so I'd lean that way. But my real wish, my real wish is to get a a legit Mortal Realms Dwarden army. Mm. Not Sky Kings, not Slayer <laughs> Kings. I want yeah. yeah. Dwarden who live in the mountain. Who live in the mountain. And dwarf Dwarf Kings, Runesmiths, the whole deal. Yes. Yeah. Those guys. A um, new Anvil of Doom. Uh, you know, yeah, basically. And I know, I mean, that's, you know, people, well, you know, the old world's coming out. You can do that. Of course I can. But I'd like to see. We, They're there. They're in they're, the cities yeah, of Sigmar. Right. Yeah, why like don't exist. Well, I mean, why can't there be somewhere where they are? You know? You would think they have holds in the mountains. I think they do. They're not all fire slayers, are they, in the mountains? And it the feels, holds it and... really feels like it. Like, mm. you know, the, I mean, they only really get mentioned in the Cities of Sigmar books. Yeah. You know, and then they're just like, these are the guys, you know, it's the... I mean, the, Grugny's around, so I would assume right? And he's going to be inspiring his people. Wouldn't to it be cool if he brings out. out an army? Like he yeah. puts to, he he brings his dwarves back to what they were dwarves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's just it, that yeah. was my first. That was the first army I love. Right, because what, what makes what makes that army the army? Right, it's the artillery. Yeah, the it's heavy the gun, the it's heavy the armor, the, artillery. the heavy infantry. Yeah. Right, it's the hammerers, the iron breakers, the cannons, the organ guns. The stone throwers, yeah, and th- throwers, I mean, I don't know. It could be updated. Suckers, uh, corollers, yeah. That you know, it's the whole, it's the whole clan thing. Yeah, that that doesn't exist in Age of Sigmar, right? The That's what clan, it is. The, the like clans, they like, don't exist. This game is okay, and I, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm I'm being honest. Since we're doing a wish list, that's my wish. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. And if it does, it's never going to be like it was. Like, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm never going to ever be able to build my own runic armor and <laughs> runic banners Gosh, and they, runic if weapons. They could, they could figure out a way to let the players create their own runic weapons and armor in oh. Age of Sigmar. That would just be the best. I, I, I don't care. I can't tell you how many countless hours I spent crafting these dwarven items i spent half of seventh edition just (laughs) writing dwarf lists i really did on and a good portion of eighth edition even though i was playing uh vampire counts Mm -hmm. that was honestly i think making my own runic armor and weapons for my characters was my absolute favorite thing about warhammer Warhammer, I agree. That was Me my too. favorite thing, and that's yeah. I would love to be able to do. That's my wish. It's never happening, but I just it was my yeah, first we, we army. And they, that we say it enough times on the air, it might 
<laughs> hey, they got leagues of OTAN out, you know. So <laughs> now, last question, and then we go to break, and then we're going to come back and and do the contest and wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. What would you throw away all of your twenty twenty three hobby plans for? If if what if what if this comes out, if this were to happen, everything goes out the window. And you're like, nope, I'm in. I'm all in on that. And this could be anything. I mean, you could be like, I want a fishman army, and I'd be like, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, it the sky's the limit. What do you is, is there anything? And it could be, hey, you know what? Yes, it's it's Malekith's army. Like, that's what I would throw things mm-hmm. out the window mm-hmm. for. Is there anything that if it came out, and it could be something you mentioned already, because maybe that's just the thing you're into and you love right now. Mm-hmm. But what would you just drop everything for? Mm. I actually have Gosh. my answer. I could go, go if yeah, you go need ahead. a minute yeah, to think. Or, Kevin, go. you look like you've got something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I know. Go, Kevin. Go? Well, it goes back to the last page of the end times. I love to see the resurgence of Cetra. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good answer. I didn't even think of Cetra. To have Cetra come back, man, because we know he's not—he wasn't destroyed, and he is technically—he knows enough necromancy where he could. It wouldn't even have to be a real Tomb King army. It could be a new. I mean, they've got new versions of all the Dwarden armies. They got new versions of all the Elf armies. Yep, you could have a new undead army that's not under faction. That's not under Nagash. Not under not under Nagash. Would it be interesting if what faction would he what? What grand alliance well, be death, would he be, be under? Death, be a death army. Be a death army. Oh, of course, yeah, a death army. But, but we know that that realm is fragmented to all the different mythos and that sort of thing. So having something that's geared towards that or trying to resurge, uh, I think it'd be something that'd be interesting. Yeah, he could, he could even come out somewhere that's not Shaiish. He could. That's the thing. Having him in Shaiish would be rough because Nagash has right. his thumb on. Well, he's gone at the moment, that's though. True. He is gone. He could come out right. in Shaman oh. or something like that. or But he could show up in Shayish because he could, uh, let's face it, Cetra can hold his own against Manfred and mm-hmm. Neferata. And we don't know what's happened with what's his, what, uh, Archon. Uh, Archon yeah. fell off the edge of the realm. We don't know where he yes. is. <laughs> uh, Nagash is in is in spirit he's 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 like the pac-man ghost after pac-man eats him he's going back to <laughs> yeah. you know he's going back this is the time cetra could arise and not get squashed yeah oh so his faction would be straight up to skeletons chariots archers yes spears, re- re- bows, re- re- he's cab, rebuilding his realm in the mortal realms yeah. It doesn't me. even have to have the same exact Egyptian feel to it if and I'm yeah. only saying that because now I don't you know you don't want to have you don't want to get insensitive and cultural appropriation type things in here. Um yeah. you know you don't it doesn't have to be straight up Egyptian. It could just mm. be, you know, death culty mummy type yeah. stuff without getting you know what I'm saying? Anybody like, on, Anybody on board for a, a new bone giant with what they can do right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Necrosphinx, Necrosphinx That's a anyone? good call, Kevin. And I, didn't, I don't think I gave you that question or... before either. I kind of sprung that on you. You come out with the best answer possible. 
Yeah, it'd be fun in that somehow putting it through and getting them connected to the Bone Reapers. It's almost yeah, like, uh, yeah, putting those things together for Because oh. let's, let's face it, Bone Reapers is kind of one that kind of had a great start and then just fizzled. That's, see- that's why they need a new book, though. They need a new they- book to, to, to get them in line with the rest of the game. I think yeah. if I think if their book gets them in line with the rest of the game, that's a popular army again. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because I'm even well, starting they, to come around on the models. Like I'm getting tired of making fun of them. It's another death <laughs> army. Well, the range, the range isn't very big either. See, exactly. Like, there's not a whole lot going on there. It's no. And let's guys face it, Catacros is, is cool, but wouldn't it be? Oh. He's he, not Cetra. Cetra, Cetra. Cetra not shows Cetra. up, and then there's the there's the there's a that's. That's, that's interesting, right. and that's yeah. also that's also the hook that would bring in. I think a lot of players would would come back to Age of Sigmar just for the models at that point. Yeah. Like Cetra's back, shaping abilities and putting that forward. That'd be interesting. That would be very cool. That'd be very cool. Chris, have you thought of something? No. Okay. <laughs> well, mine after Kevin, man, Kevin, you just said this mic drop. Nothing's going to sound great after that. Mm. Um, I I drop everything. And like I said, I don't want to go back to the dwarf stuff. If they released uh, uh, you know, the children of Grungni. Yeah. And then they and they put out a legit old school Dwarden dwarf army. Dorgrim's back. I would I would do something like that. Yeah. But yeah. that was not my actual answer. My actual answer is if suddenly the Chaos Dwarves got a release, the Sons mm. of Hashut oh. got a release, I would absolutely drop everything for that. I have Barnett's army. Yeah. Because he doesn't play anymore. I literally have all of his armies at my house. All of his old stuff, his old Tomb King stuff that's still left. I've got his uh, his uh, his uh, what's left, his Bretonians and his uh, Dark Elves, and I have that. I have his Forge World and his old school Tall Hat Chaos yeah. Dwarf Army. Um, everything goes to the wayside if Chaos Dwarves drop. <laughs> everything. I will stop mid brush stroke and drop everything. <laughs> like wow. that's it. Because that's a cool army, and if they got yes. a, a decent AOS treatment, because the biggest problem Chaos Dwarves always had, from from the two page PDF to the to the fan written that that fan army book was honestly the best fan army book I've ever seen. Yeah, that was um, to bring them back, expand the line a little bit, so you got mm-hmm. more than just a couple of core units. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I drop everything for that. I mean, they've been hinting at it. Well, they, the, they mention them the constantly. The Warcry Warband, yeah. Yeah, they mention them constantly. You you drop them, maybe they're in the realm. Maybe they're in Olgu. That's why we haven't seen them. I would think they'd be in, in, in uh, the realm of fire. Or metal. They could be in the realm of metal. Um, well, they're so... Here's your... Okay, so... Now we're now we're really wish listing the next si- series of Age of Sigmar books that are coming out are going to be like versus books. It's the first one, Tyrion versus Malkith versus book. It's those two guys versus the next one is going to be some new dwarf king Grugni versus whoever the Hashut dude is. So it's traditional dwarves versus chaos dwarves versus book. I don't think they would ever put out. 
like a box set for that mm. because they're not going to do elves versus elves and dwarves versus dwarves because unless you're mm. into that one army, you don't buy that box set. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're limiting your, your audience. Right. Yeah. Well, gonna, I'm just thinking it'd be, it'd be like a Broken Realms book. Oh, you mean like the continuing the story along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that could be cool too. I would go with that. Mm-hmm. I would love that. But that's 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 what I would drop everything for. Yeah, then you could do like Sigmar versus Nagash, you know, the classic stuff. Or you Sure. Know. Uh, nothing, Chris? You drop everything for a Tyrion army, basically, right? Do you drop everything? Is there anything that would come out that would make you drop everything else since you have everything else? <laughs> Honestly, I'm such a stickler. I would probably finish what I'm doing first and then go to that. Okay, but, okay. so <laughs> l- let me revamp the question. Okay. Your 2023 plans, I'm going to finish the thing I'm on, but everything that I was going oh. to do after that goes out the window and I'm oh, focusing on this new thing. Yeah, if they came out with a, a Tyrion army, I would definitely collect that for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Man, yeah, Kevin, I, I think yeah. you won it, though. Yeah, I agree. I didn't even think of him, no. and why wouldn't you? Because Cetra doesn't kneel, Cetra Heck, rules. That's right, that's right. And he was well, left there at the end. So many of the entries for the contest talked about the end times. It had me reminiscing about it. Yeah, that is true. Also, it was not just his skull, right? I don't know, but didn't the, the chaos gods come yeah. and talk to him or something at the end? That was the only thing. It seemed like it was the chaos gods who were giving him another chance at the end there. And I wouldn't want to see. He no. wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't truck with the chaos gods. He wouldn't because Never. why? Because he's not going to bow down. Cetra nope. doesn't kneel. Cetra rules. All right. Well, especially he has no knees right now. But right. the whole thing <laughs> is, is you know, exactly. His Atalanta that- was his skull, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was looking out upon the vastness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Would it not be cool if you know Archon the Black goes drifting through the realms well, and finds and him and brings him back? Archon switches sides. Oh, he would never switch sides. He would sure never he leave Nagash. He would never leave Nagash. Oh, he might. Nope. If you read the Soul Wars book, there's a whole section in there. In fact, it's one of my favorite sections in any of the new books from AOS, where he talks about how. Basically, your personality, it, just like your 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 person dies when you become a vampire, you don't change. Mm-hmm. Your personalities, mm-hmm. you can't change. You don't change. Mm-hmm. He has always, even as a human, he has always and ever been a servant of Nagash. And when mm-hmm. Nagash got first killed and he was with Neferata and they became vampires, he mm-hmm. still serves Nagash. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Like, anything you read... It's like he he doesn't want to be in charge. He just wants to be Nagash's right hand man. Nagash gave him everything. Yeah, he's called Archon the Black because of his teeth, right? Because he was a drug addict and a a nasty criminal who did Nagash's dirty work and wound (laughs) up becoming rich and famous and immortal for it. He's not he's not turning on Nagash ever. If anybody would try it, it would be Manfred, and then right. Cetra's way too smart for Manfred. Cetra would go right. along with it just long enough to stab Manfred in the face. <laughs> yeah, we and, then, and then go do it because then because Cetra doesn't, the Cetra rules. So, all right, so let's let's take a break. We've been going for a while. Let's take our break. I thought this was yeah. fun as heck. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the contest, and we'll name the winners, and there's several different types of prizes happening, different things. So we'll get to that as soon as we get back. Sweet.
Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. We are back. Hooray. Yes, yes. All right. So we had a contest announced a while ago. Uh, we were taking mm-hmm. entries up until mid-December. Um, now, first of all, I want to thank everybody who entered the contest. Um, we had 50 entries. We've never had 50 entries for anything. We've, never, we've only had, I think, about half that much in our biggest contest. Which means not only are people, you know, listening, at, but it's just the participation level. That's literally almost one percent of our audience is, is entered the contest. Which, for a contest, if you think about any company that runs a contest, I doubt one percent of your 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 you know I, I don't know what those numbers are, you know, but it's just it for me that feels like a lot, you know, because most people aren't going to bother. You know, especially when the, great. especially when them. the prizes promised were just there's going to be prizes and it's very vague. <laughs> um, but I just want to thank for that. And normally, like I said, last time I think, what do we have? 18 entries or 20? And we read them all because we had that many. Um, when I copied and pasted all the emails into a Word document to send and share with Chris and Kevin and uh, Andrew, who runs Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, uh, it was 12 size Times New Roman font, single spaced, 22 pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not, we can't. We can't. I mean, we <laughs> could, but we can't. That's a lot of straight up just reading. And there, yeah, was a, yeah. there was a definite theme going on. And we'll talk about that when this is over. I, I, I want to wax philosophical at the end of the show because uh, I can. Um, this started off as, a, you know, we didn't know what to do for a contest. And we wanted to do something. And Kevin was generous enough to say, hey, we should do this thing. And so I just, hey, just say what, you know, it's 300 episodes. The whole point we're celebrating is we've been here for 12 years what do you like about like why are you listening um which as i did dub it the 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 terribly self-serving contest um <laughs> but it was and i and i and i even said to, to you chris and kevin you know i'm also using this to see what people like like what are the things that most people are saying they like cuz i want to make sure they get more mm-hmm. of that you know yeah. um this was crazy yeah uh, they've de- definitely followed a theme, you know. I like the lore. So they like the lore. We like the 
camaraderie between here. We like the feeling that it's just friends sitting around talking, which is literally what this episode is. Mm-hmm. Um, Nagash Skeletor. <laughs> you fool. Um, <laughs> but there was some really heartfelt things. I mean, it was it was humbling to read. Yeah, you know, that was the word it, I was going to use. You know, and because it wasn't just "Hey, Dave, we really love the show," and that because that's cool, and I appreciate that. And I would assume if you're writing into a contest, you enjoy the show. But some of the like, well, I, I think it, I feel like a lot of people listen to the show just to get a connection to the community and to the game and to the universe that they love, and they can do it while they're driving. Yeah, they can do it while they're working. They can do it while they're at home wishing they could play a game with someone and they can't. Right. So they listen to us instead. And it's like to fill that space for people is mm-hmm. it's a privilege. Honestly. Yeah, it's, it it's, really I, is. It's, and then, it's, and some it's of, really great. And some of these, it's like, wow, you know, Hey Dave, I was having really tough times and I just, I felt like there was, you know, not things. And just to hear you every week, just being positive and, and that's an interesting phenomenon is that, and I'm sitting on this side of the mic, but I've, when I've, you know, I've I've had this experience myself watching mm-hmm. television shows or listening to other shows. You know, people have said, you know, I listen to you since you know, there were people wrote in that I've been listening since episode five, and I'm like, why, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but it's like I've been listening to you for ten years. I listen to your kids grow up. Like, they, like there are people who in these emails, is, you know, I've never met you, but I feel like I know you, right? And it's like I just you know I'm I'm I feel like I'm a part of a community even though we've never really met and that's that's a really that's a really neat feeling and mm-hmm. it's a really neat thing and it really makes you know I'm 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 you know this is just a dumb podcast it really is end mm-hmm. of the day it's a guy who had a friend and a son and nobody else to play this game with and we were listening to podcasts and it was all Barnett's idea. We should do this too from a from a standpoint of guys who don't know anything about the tournament scene and aren't mm-hmm. competitive players, but just love this game. And mm. it's grown into something that's really been I mean, it's a huge part of my life. Yeah. I mean, literally, we've been doing this twelve and a half years. That's a qu- I've spent a quarter of my life <laughs> producing garage too much, Dave. <laughs> It's great. That, I mean, and it's and but when people tell you, hey, look, you know, this got me through a tough time, or I feel like I know you, or I feel like this is great. I mean, it's 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 a wonderful thing, and I I, I want to, like I said, each and every I, Kevin, Chris, myself, we read every single one of these, and mm-hmm. it's it's just a thank you. Every single from, person who entered the all contest, over the world, all over the planet. In fact, someone pointed that out. They're like, "You are a voice who is literally heard, heard, heard." What English <laughs> is not my first language. Um, you know, they're like, "You're heard on at least five continents." Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe six. Definitely not. I don't think anyone listens in Antarctica. But it's uh, if you're listening in Antarctica, yeah, let, let us know. know. I'd like, I'd like to get it all. Hammer. But yeah. it's uh, it's kind Come of a, Facebook, it's kind of a neat thing, and it's nice to hear this because most of the time when I get people sending me emails, uh, <laughs> it was for stuff they didn't like that I was doing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's nice to get people who are like, you know what, I think it's cool. So uh, now here's what we did. Now uh, 
I talked to Andrew, who runs Chaos Orc Superstore, and he chose, uh, he's got three winners here, okay? And um, we're going to get to those in a minute. Uh, but first, I know Kevin uh, has got his his stuff that was picked out. And since you're here, we'll go with your stuff first, Kevin. Do you want to explain exactly? Because this is the most uh, bananas. Like when you this is this is what I'm going to do for a prize. I was like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Yep." Yeah. And I'm like, "All right, this is so cool. Like this is such a great thing." So you want to explain what the prizes are, and then we could say who the winners are. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's put in a bit of context. In. Like we've been doing some. Um prizes and, and doing these types of contests for a few years now, Dave. Right. And the, the thing is, is uh, Six Squirt Studios makes product and we're happy to ship it out, happy to support and that sort of thing. But what really happened was, is we left out so many people because shipping it or giving them a discount thing, a code for someone that lives in Europe or that lives in Australia, Asia, it's just not practical for them because of the cost of shipping and, and everything else that goes along with it. And the amazing part is the reach of the show that you guys have done is that a significant portion were people from Europe, from Australia, from all over the place. So I wanted to figure a way to be able to do it because normally I just say, hey, you know what? Everyone gets a prize. Well, I can't do that for 50 people. That's a lot of prizes. And if I did it, it wouldn't be a very good prize. And also, too, we're still dealing with the problem of people overseas. So one of the big themes that happened in this contest was the idea of community, about the idea of having a connection. And I think one of the biggest things that makes connection for all of us is our friendly local gaming store, the ones that you can go down there, meet people face-to-face, play games, and be social, especially over the past couple of years we've had around this world, uh, our, our hobby is more important than ever. So what I decided to do is pick some uh, pick two entries, regardless of where they are in the world, and what we're going to do is I'm going to connect with you, and we're going to find out what your friendly-looking game store is. You're going to help me connect with them, and I'm going to get uh, uh, a gift certificate for you to shop at that store. Because it's not about Six Squirt Studios. It's not about uh, any online store or whatever is going on. It's about the idea of community and hobby. Community is at home. So if I can help support another friendly local gaming store, no matter where it is in the world, that's a thumbs up for me. So that's that's what I want to do for, for my prize here, Dave. Wow. Okay. Then that's... yeah. <laughs> I still, every time you explain it to me, I'm like, wow, that's just so weird. Like, that's such a cool thing. I never even thought about that. Um, so now, why don't you tell us uh, which of the entries uh, you chose? I have the names here written down next to the actual ones. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, again... Everyone was so positive in all their entries. So all 50 en- entries were amazing. There yes, were so many great themes that were going on, uh, some that really hit close to home because uh, there's a lot talking about the idea of people getting through challenges in their life, uh, that the show was an anchor for them, 
which I really, really appreciate as someone that also deals with anxiety and depression at times. Uh, people sharing that that vulnerability, like the episode, the one episode with you and Alex, that's still one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. because of just the vulnerability that was there. And talk about something that's not talked about. And I really appreciated that one. So the, the ones I chose were uh, we have Heath from Australia. Heath Conroy. Are you going to read it? Um, you know what? Like, I, there, some of these are a little long, but uh, I can. I'm gonna, I can recap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's sort of give the recap now. First of all, Heath Conroy from Wagga Wagga, Australia. I think, unless it's Wagga Wagga, I don't know. But Wagga Wagga, Australia, halfway around the planet. Here we go. Um, October 2019, his wife asks him to build a cubby in their backyard, which he sent a picture of, which kind of looks like a little fort. Um. <laughs> He's played 40K, thinks about getting into Age of Sigmar. He's looking for podcasts. His Google searches kept popping up Garage Hammer. And, well, it should. We are the longest-running Warhammer fantasy podcast on the planet, which is a proud moment for me when we became that. He downloads the Black Talon Review, the Hedonites Lore and War, and the Skaven Lore and War, and there he is listening. And it got him through building this thing. In fact, he got out there more, he built it more quickly because he wanted to listen, and that was when he could listen was when he was building. And uh, it's one of three podcasts he listens to now. Every time he sees it appear, he knows it's going to be interesting. He has a Hedonites and a Skaven army. He doesn't get to play as much as he wants to, but his boys, 10, 8, and 6, are all interested in 40K and 8 OS. AOS, um, they want to play Night Haunt, Stormcast, and Caradron Overlords. So he says uh, he's going to send us pictures of the battles when they're playing, and it's the energy and excitement they get from the podcast that has gotten him into AOS. And he wants his kids to enjoy the game and hopefully listen to Garage Hammer on their own, maybe in time for episode 400. And then he says here, keep up the great work. I don't know if you realize it, but your voices are heard across the world. They are good voices, full of positive energy, happiness, and friendship. And with everything that happened over the last couple of years, you know, our voices kept his love of Warhammer alive. It's about friendship and community. This is just a beautiful email and it's so nice that his kids are going to play and he's got them listening to the show with him so that's it's about just family it's yeah about, it's about the, the reach worldwide it's the reason why like many many years ago why, why i reached out to you about hey i really like to be part of the podcast be a sponsor is because of that positivity that was there from day one and he just reminds us of that and reminds us about sharing and and just Reaching out to others to make our world that little bit smaller um, distance between each of us. And that that really impressed me. So thank you, Heath, for sharing that one. Okay. And the other one? Uh, The other one is Ian. Ian. Uh, That was the FF one. Yes. We have to go into double letters, folks, because of how many of you guys put it in here. I didn't number all the entries. I lettered them because... When we were picking them and picking our, I didn't want the numbers to go. These are the numbers I picked, and these are the numbers they were. So I lettered them, and we had to get into double letters because we had fifty entries. Um, Ian says he's hope we're doing well. Now this one, he actually says, please feel free to read this aloud. It's okay. Um, And because of the because of the subject matter, I'm just going to read this straight. I hope you're doing well. I'm Ian. 
When I heard about the competition, I thought I'd send in this message. Once written, I released. I wanted to send this because I really wanted you to know how helpful and appreciative I am of your work. As you can imagine, I'm a fellow proud geek, father to a lovely baby, and work as a lecturer as well. Unfortunately, I recently suffered a mental breakdown, which obviously had huge repercussions on my ability to live a normal life. I could barely function, come to think of paint or play any games. And knowing I had armies ready but barely ever used because I don't get to play a lot, it was making me feel worse, considering them a waste of time and my family's money. When you're sick, you're sick, I guess. However, when the road was dark, it was your podcast I turned to. Listening to podcasts is a somewhat passive way to participate in this hobby, but Garage Hammer was a real distraction. Listening to you talk like a father and teacher resonates strongly with me, and the way you talk about the hobby as a hobby and not as a full-time, competitive, attention-demanding, hardcore game helped me put an appropriate perspective on my take of this hobby we love. With the support of my family, friends, and therapy, I'm in a much better place now and managed to get back onto my painting desk. I can't underestimate the role your podcast and cheerful, realistic banter of a working father and his friend have played, so a big thank you. The first thing I repainted was this Stormcast shield, and he did send pictures. In the last game I played versus Zinch, he survived two turns in the face of two Chaos Spawn, and it took Kairos himself to delete him. As you help me face my spawns, please feel free to suggest a name for him. In the meantime, I'm calling him the G-Hammer. P.S. Feel free to read this aloud. It's okay to get sick. Talk about it and seek help. I, I love the message. And yeah. It, just, it says, like, yeah, we're all vulnerable. And it's just the idea that even a stranger across the world or can be that sort of anchor to you to help you get through things or to give you that centering centering feeling. And it, that really uh, hit home with me. There was a lot of people that had similar stories um, from the others as well. I wish I could choose everyone, but unfortunately we can't. Uh, so thanks, Ian, for presenting such a strong message. Yeah, that was really great. And like I said, I, I would love to read all 50 of these because yeah. every one of them has some sort of really one from from the there's just the brief ones that talk about specific things they liked to the some of these longer ones that went into a lot of personal details that you know I mean I didn't set out to do that type of stuff you know and I don't think about that type of stuff when I'm sitting here talking with Chris and we're laughing and screaming, you know, and, and Rotor's asking where all the scaven poop goes. And I'm sitting here cackling like an idiot saying the gash. <laughs> and Chris is mispronouncing tome. This is a wonderful. You know, this is so when you hear that it that's what it's just it's crazy. Like, I, I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I kind of do because there's shows I listen to and things I listen to and things connections I feel like I get with, with, with shows and with with podcasts and with people. But it's just, uh, it's just kind of wonderful, and it really does feel kind of amazing to to get to this level. Um, now we've got. Uh, um, what's it? Uh, Chaos Orc Superstore has also stepped up and is going to be um, giving out some prizes. And mm -hmm. I just want to let announce. So the winners of those prizes, and those are uh, store 
credits for Chaos Org Superstore. I'm going to send him your name and email address. All you got to do is go to the Chaos Org Superstore or chaosorg.com. Go there and message uh, Andrew. Let him know that you won the contest and he will uh, he will take care of you. Now, the first prize that we're giving out here, which is the now this is a $60 store credit for Chaos Orc Superstore, goes to James Brown. Uh, James Brown from Canton, Ohio. Okay. Uh, James writes, thank you for reaching your 300th episode and, um, this, this, okay, this, this is just insane. (laughs) I feel like I read this. I almost cried. Um, this is how we have helped him and why he listens to us and will listen as long as the show continues. Um, he played 40 K for a long time. Always loved it. In 2013, he met someone who lived in the USA. They got engaged. He moved to the States. Uh, her father passed away. So he moved to the States to be with her and 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 her mom, I'm assuming here. Um, she wanted to be with her family, right? So she and here's here's the beauty. This lady, knowing he was moving here and loved to play, looked around and found local game clubs so he could continue playing and doing the hobby. He moves here in July 2015. They're married and very happy until September 2015 when they returned from their honeymoon and she unexpectedly passed away. And now he stayed here in the U.S. and lives here with his mother-in-law. Um, but adjusting to a new life was very difficult. And he spoke about this and... Obviously, his enthusiasm for Warhammer dwindled as he's in a new country with these people. And, and I mean, he, dude, he was married, like, what, three months? That's mm-hmm. horrible. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Um, the only two sets he bought between 2015 and 2020 were Talons of the Emperor for 40K and Feast of Bones for AOS because he loves the Bone Reapers. Uh, he put everything away, everything away. And he used to play Warhammer fantasy back in seventh and stuff. Um, so basically he wasn't doing much of anything. And then he finds, he wants to find out about the Asiarch bone reapers. Cause he bought that set and the bone reaper stuck out to him and he found the show. And he says, I found the main host to be a very vibrant, energetic, and horrendously passionate about the hobby. And boy, how infectious that passion and enthusiasm was. Little did I know I'd find my own enthusiasm coming back to life and make me want to build and paint and find a local game shop to play uh, again. Uh, Both I and Alex sound like people he could sit around a table, share a few drinks with, and just talk Warhammer for hours. And indeed, days on end without ever running out of things to talk about. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> uh, while I've yet to play a full game of AOS, I found the want to again, the want to pick up brushes and try to paint much more. And indeed the want to be like yourselves, a positive influence and a force for the hobby to my local area as, and where I can. And once I managed to secure myself full-time employment, I knew I had to become a Patreon of garage hammer just for what it meant to me to love. That is not why he got this. <laughs> As stupid as it may sound, I feel I owe my new love of the hobby to Alex, Chris, and yourself, and I can't thank you enough for that. That's 
just like, okay, get this guy some toys. Like, get him. Because mm-hmm. that's just wild. And thank you for that. And once again, I literally had this conversation with my students. I teach an ESL class. English is a second language. And my students don't speak to me. Right? They don't like to talk too much in class. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one ever likes to speak up in class. This group is particularly closed mouth. It's hard to get them to do work. And one of the things that they did before break was they had to write a paper, and I basically had them choose one of three things. Tell me about your best Christmas ever, what you love about Christmas, or what you don't like about Christmas, or your thoughts on gift giving. Better to give than receive or whatever, what your thoughts are. And the kids turned it in, and kids who I didn't feel I had a connection with told me stories about their Christmases and how they moved here from Mexico and it's not the same and they miss their families and just the 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 opening up like that the the feeling that you can tell a person something that personal someone I haven't met who is willing to it's just once again I, I this is not what I expected from this contest and it is just I, I I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. But that was that was and I think we all mentioned it. Like everybody when we got on, that was like mm-hmm. one of the first ones we mentioned was, oh my yeah. lord. So that is the first one. We have two more. And um the next winner, I'm just scrolling down here, is um Yes, this is Chris Kwineski. Chris Kwineski, I think is how it's pronounced. At least it's just, he just sent it in as Chris, but that's his email address. So it looks like it says Chris Kwineski. Uh, and he is, uh, he writes that 28 years or so ago, he was playing Magic the Gathering, pen and paper RPGs, all that stuff. Uh, this is a cool story. I'm just going to read this because there's no other way to explain this story. Just put it in his own words. The highlight of my gaming was a monthly get-together sponsored by an FLGS where they charged a small fee but rented conference rooms in a hotel for gamers to get together and play whatever was brought with whoever would let you play. So bring your stuff, find someone to play with. That First of all, that's really cool. The local game store got together, rented out a bigger hall. Everybody had to pay to get in. But it was a huge all-day gaming thing, which is like casual Acon, like a one- or two-day casual Acon. Like, that's kind of a neat thing. I'd seen various miniature games, Rogue Trader and Battletech, but never connected the dots on what they were aside from a more tactical RPG. Until a fateful Saturday where two of the local college students brought in a game I'd never seen in person before. Ranks of elves supported by blocks of stout dwarves faced off against a horde of orcs and weedy goblins. The armies lined up on a hastily constructed battlefield that used up four large conference tables, being at least ten feet wide. Myself and my friend who came to play Magic that day stopped and instead gathered next to this spectacle to gawk in open-jawed amazement of what was before us. Do you guys want to play? I don't remember if I formed words in answer or just mutely nodded, but my friend was commissioned as a captain in what I came to learn was the High Elves, leading some cavalry, a small block of spears, and a bolt thrower. Myself, I was told to be brutal and cunning, or maybe it was cunning and brutal, and (laughs) given control of a catapult, wolf riders, and a mob of orcs and told, kill everything you see. 
Hours of combat on the most inconsequential flank I've ever seen led to me leaving the battlefield late that night with a hobby that I still love to this day. With the advent of the internet, I could find others who shared the hobby I love, but I also found out, aside from collecting, hobbying, and playing, there was a fourth pillar of this hobby. Complaining. I mean, spirited discussion <laughs> of change, especially around new editions. And while I myself have ink on my hands from those dark days... I, I like how he's wording that. <laughs> I eventually decided I want to embrace positivity in this hobby. Casting about for a while after the collapse of the podcast scene with the release of Age of Sigmar, I eventually found water in a desert of, con- of content. Garage Hammer maintained a positive attitude through everything. Dave and the co-host remained positive and excited about the hobby, even when there were warts on it. Much like back in my younger days, it didn't matter if it wasn't perfect. It was judged by if it was fun. And if something wasn't, well, who cares? Did you see that other thing over there? That's awesome. And that's what keeps me a loyal listener to Garage Hammer, even now that I don't have time to play Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Listening to the show makes me excited about something. Maybe it's the lore. Maybe it's the game. Maybe it's the modeling. It doesn't matter. I leave each episode fired up to enjoy the hobby. It made me pick up my armies again and start painting, to start getting the books, to read the lore, to try to get my out of my head the number of the show. And then he writes here, 1757GHO6. That number, once again, is 1757GHO6. <laughs> Garage Hammer invites me over to the table to roll dice and just get back into enjoying this game. So that's a really, I like that a lot. Like I love yeah. the story about how he first found it and the people. And that's, you know, how many times have you been at a, 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 a place playing at some mm-hmm. sort of a, like a, like a tournament? I remember at Wapaka because people would come to the ale house at Wapaka. Right. Yep. And then they'd walk that. through the room and they'd be like, like what, what is, is this? this? And we, and every single person, the same thing. Say it's Warhammer. You want to take a look? Like we always, yeah. whenever somebody comes by and wants to take a look, we're always like, Hey, check it out. It happened to me yesterday at Grognards. Yeah. We're just in the back corner. We're playing and people are just wandering in and like, what is this? I'm like, it's Warhammer. <laughs> it's Age of Sigmar. Wow. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's really cool. And that letter, it's like, okay, you're getting back into it. So he also gets a $60 uh, gift card for uh, Chaos Orc Superstore. Which, like I said, there's always cool stuff there. What you see is what you get, as you know. Mm-hmm. Now, there is one sort of super prize. And uh, this goes to Matt Carpus. Matt Carpus. And, guys, if, uh, if your name hasn't been mentioned yet, don't leave yet because there's still something, a little something for everyone coming up. I got one last announcement about this. account, But I want to go over Matt's. Um, Matt found the podcast only about three months ago, which just goes to show you don't have to sit there and tell me how wonderful I've been for 12 years and lie to me to win a contest. (laughs) I found the podcast about three months ago. I can't express how much I appreciate the content. I'm a narrative-loving player, and I have played miniatures for a while. However, I've been away from GW for a bit. Also, the importance of the show is related to my three kids. They are reluctant tabletop players, humoring Dad every so often. They have done some painting and building, but nothing serious. Until three months ago. When my oldest two expressed interest in gaming more, and after exploring a range of games I already had, they came across loving Seraphon and Disciples of Zinch. Yeah. I love backstories <laughs> and learning more, so I went searching for a podcast to give tips and suggestions. I came across Garage Hammer and instantly fell in love with the format and the loads of information on different factions that allowed me to get caught up quickly. Now my third child is playing Skaven while I have Orcs Cruel Boys. 
It's been great as we're learning the game together and slowly building our collections. Again, it has been great as the oldest two have been assembling and painting their own miniatures for these armies, which to me is a big step of commitment. And my wife has helped making me a painting space in the living room to share with the kids instead of in the basement. Forever will be a memory of Garage Hammer and my kids getting to find their own joy in this tabletop hobby. I look forward to many more episodes of the future. Thanks, Matt Carpus. Well, Matt... Hopefully there's some stuff your kids still want because you, my friend, this is now this was Andrew's suggestion. Episode three hundred deserves three hundred. So we had a sixty dollar and a sixty dollar, which is one twenty, and the remainder out of one twenty from three hundred, Matt, you and your boys get a hundred and eighty dollar gift certificate to Chaos Orc Superstore. Nice. That's great. So there should be plenty of stuff that you guys can get (laughs) for that there. Um, And like I said, I'm going to get uh, Andrew's going to get this info. All you need to do is just reach out to Andrew. Um, I will reach out to you guys and make sure you've got the everything that you need to get your get your um, get your prizes um, but that that uh, that is the prize for that. Um, once again, I w- I wish I could read every one of these. There were other emails in here that were just as beautiful. Some that were extremely funny. Um, you know, the proverbial cannonball. The guy who told me that after listening to me talk about grad school incessantly on a show that has nothing to do with grad school, he has jumped in and he's <laughs> in grad school because, as he put it, if Dave's doing it. Which I think is insane again, but okay. <laughs> um, people talking about old world, hoping that we're going to do. Someone actually ended their email for Sigmar, and then it said toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. this is this is this was just wonderful. Now, Kevin, we have one more thing, um, because even though you can't give necessarily give a prize. To all fifty players, that's insane. That's that's kind of crazy. Um, not nobody's walking away empty-handed here, are they? No, no. Well, what we can do in that sort of thing, and I realize, unfortunately, it probably is only been the people in North America. But if you're abroad, you're more than welcome to it as well. As Six Squared Studios, we make a lot of different products for for this hobby, uh, for Age of Sigmar and other games. So what we're going to do is we're going to, for those who want to reach out to us, and Dave's going to make sure you all have that information, uh, we will make up a discount code for you to be able to get uh, product from our store or product that you might not see at our store, but we can make for you, uh, and we'll get that we'll get that set out for you guys, sir. So we will we will do we will do discounts for everyone. So if you entered and there's anything you might need, all your hobby basing needs, all your MDF needs, you need tokens, you need, you need, uh, you know, um, the little measure. What are those things? What do I always forget the name of that? The little Andrews. combat gauge, combat <laughs> gauge. You need a, you need a, <laughs> you want a custom thing with your name on it. You want a thing. Yeah. Kevin can do it. And it, I mean, honestly, <laughs> the stuff you do is such, it's such a good deal anyway. Yeah. So everybody gets. If you if you want to get something from Six Squared Studios, Kevin's got you set up with with a, with a deal. All you got to do is reach out to him; he'll get you a a, a, a discount code. So, yeah, wow. Uh, um, it just shows how great a community this is, Dave. Yeah. It's like 
you know, positive gets positive, and that really was pro, uh, proven by uh, the type of response you you guys got. So I kind of needed this. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, you know, I mean, I do this and I have fun with it, and I try to be nice. Somebody did point out. In fact, one of the emails made me think. And can I, if I can, just keep going on this? And, I, and I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but one of the guys wrote how he came by and saw me last year at Adepticon, and I was helping mm-hmm. run. I was sitting by the tables, and he's like. You know what? I came up to talk to you. You you didn't know me. He goes, but you asked about my hobby and you were honestly, sincerely and genuinely interested in what I was doing and not just being polite. And I appreciate that. And, you know, that's that's not just a community thing, but it got me to thinking because, you know, I, I joke around earlier that I used to only get hate mail and I got a bunch of it and I still do get it sometimes, you know. People don't Sorry. like things I say. Either I'm too, either I'm, I'm too much of a weirdo because I believe in inclusivity and representation, or I'm too much of a weirdo because I'm uh, I'm friends with an, an author that certain people don't like because he's conservative, even though that's not necessarily my political views. How dare you associate with someone like that? I get weird people who hate me for weird reasons. Um. But then I get all this love, and part of it is, I, like I said, I don't try to alienate people. I try to do things that are fun. I try to treat people fairly. And as I'm reading this, and I know this is going to get weird, but I just kind of feel like I got to say this. If I have ever kind of given anybody shortchanged them when I met them at a game, please know that it, there's, I mean, I, I don't mean to. I mean, you can have weird experiences with people when you meet them. You know, this year I was at Gen Con, and what's his, uh, oh, God, what's the guy's name? Who's the guy who plays Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies? He was in, uh, oh, he was in Scream. Um, Matthew Lillard? There you go. Uh, Matthew Lillard actually sells, like, expansion-y stuff to buy to have your stuff for, he, like, is, owns a company that makes and does stuff for, like, D&D campaigns. Mm-hmm. And I walked up and I was talking to him, and my wife has met him before at these different uh, conventions, and he was always very nice, and... I don't know if he was distracted or if he was having a rough day, but I went up to talk to him and he was amazingly dismissive. And I don't think mm-hmm. it was on purpose, but that's how it came across to me. I felt bad for trying to talk to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I would never want to do that. And I know there has been times I have because back when we ran the War the Warhammer Fridays at, uh, or Warhammer Wednesdays or whatever at uh, Unique Gifts and Games, the dude who kind of helped and came in and helped and ran it with me, like, we, he would come in, and when he had his son there, so when little kids would come in and play, he helped run that, and I would, I would play with some of the other guys. And, uh, you know, that kind of fell apart. A lot of people were having trouble making it. Things didn't happen. Even he and I, we tried to get a game in like 12 times, and either I had couldn't make it or he couldn't make it. I distinctly remember one time nobody could make it, and I called home and said, nobody's here, I'm going to come home. And I ordered food to pick up for the family because I was coming home. I'm like, you know, you want me to pick up food? Literally, after I ordered the food, packed up and was walking out to my car, he came in. I'm like, I can't. I got to go pick up food. Like, you know, it just, we never Mm -hmm. hooked up. That game night sort of crumbled at UGG. I didn't see the guy for a few months. And then I see him and I see him at some game thing at, uh, at, the, at the one of the game stores and I'm talking with him and I'm just like hey man it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a long time and like two days later I got a message on Facebook Messenger he's like look I didn't mean to kind of blow you off when we were talking but uh, basically as you know long story he's like I kind of hate you <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And he didn't put it that way, but he's like, you know, you kind of yeah. blew me off. And when you when you talked about the gaming club on the show, I, I didn't feel like you gave me credit for the stuff that I was doing to help. And like, 
that was a time, and I never brought this up with anyone, but that was one of the times when I realized, you know, sometimes you got to be really careful about how you interact with people. Uh, one, I was having a game at Adepticon. I was playing my vampire counts against an ogre army, and I was getting raffle stomped, and that happens to me all the time when I play ogres. And I was sitting just concentrating on the game, very kind of just trying to figure out how to not get completely crushed. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, uh, dude miscast and took his wizard right off the table, which suddenly changed the dynamic of how I could do. And I had a chance to win, and I got a little more animated. And he pointed, at me, he's like, "Oh man, you're you're a much more fun opponent when you're when you're winning." And I was like, "Okay, first of all, I'm not winning." And I realized, wow, you know, even even your demeanor yeah. can come across that way. And I just, I never want to do that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and th- mm-hmm. that's not what this was about. And I know I'm kind of off topic, but. I just want people to know that I don't only appreciate everything you say, but when people come up and see me and say hi to me and they want to talk to me and stuff like that, I am excited to talk to every single person who, who anyone who's come up to me at any of the past Adepticons. Like the fact that you even want to come talk to me is fantastic. And I just, I love it. And I just, I realize that we don't all always hold up to the, our best, what the best of our community can be. We all have times when we don't live up to that. Mm-hmm. Whether you're online getting into a stupid fight or you're here, to, you know, playing a game or you're just, you know, some, you, you know, you give someone a bad game. Sometimes it happens. And I, for one, hope that. I've been a positive influence in the community. And I, I know these people, of course the listeners are going to say that. They like the show. You know what I mean? Um, but I just, I've always wanted, I, and I never, you know, I, I just did this because Christopher thought it would be a cool idea and it might be something fun to do. And I never thought that I would, you know, get a Warhammer Hero Award. You know, yeah. I never thought that people would care this much. I, I certainly never thought I'd be doing this for 12 and a half years, you know, and I just want to thank every single person who sent in a message. I want to thank every single person who I've ever gotten a good game in with. I want to thank people who didn't know me and made me feel welcome. Do you know how many times I got stuck where I was too, I couldn't get a, a room for like Adepticon? And it's like a, a listener of the show is like, hey, man, you can come room with me. Like, I would just put the word out there. And just off of this, people who just, I mean, we have an amazing community. I think that's I think that's my point. I'm all over the place, and I apologize if you're rolling your eyes and speed searching through this part. I get it. But the point is we have an amazing community, and I'm gonna, I try real hard to live up to the good parts of our community for, for you guys. And... I am thankful for this community. I am thankful for every one of us who gets together and does this stuff and gets together. And I mean, I have friends in this game that I've had for 10 years that I see twice a year. I see them at Adepticon and maybe Gen Con or some other tournament. And it's those times getting to see those people that you see only once or twice a year is an amazing and wonderful thing. And I just... I'm so thankful that the community ex- like when we first started doing this there were there was Wacast, Podhammer, Pointhammered, 
Bad Dice, and Healing Hammer. There were like five other Warhammer podcasts. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I put the episode out. Within a week, Joe Flesh from Wacast reached out to me and was like, hey, man, you should come to a tournament. You should meet this group. Like, I put my foot into this community just to see what would happen. And it, it, it embraced me. Back when I was doing terrible shows and didn't know how to play, and you could say they're still terrible now, but those first that first year was god awful. Well, that's and, gamers, you know. Yeah. Gamers are good people generally. Yeah, and I just I'm I am so thankful to be a part of this community, and that that the community has accepted me and this and and all of that, and I I'm just I, it's. This was not what I expected it to be when I said, just tell me how much you like my show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I just figured, I could, honestly, I was just too lazy to think of anything better. I couldn't think of anything. We've done so many different contests over the years that I couldn't think of anything new, and that's what I did, and thanks. Thank you, yeah. to everybody. So I don't know what that noise well is. Said, but well, said, well said, Dave. Thank Very you. Good. I mean, for uh, my part, I you know I'm looking forward to the next year. You know uh, what we can produce, what we can come up with, what we can entertain and laugh along the way. You and, know that's and, our goal. And I'm not going to lie, folks. If that YouTube channel gets going and this stuff happens, you can email and thank Chris because he's the guy who every <laughs> other episode's like. So when are we going to do a battle report for YouTube? And I'm like, bro, I don't <laughs> even know. Like, I, let me paint this army. For, like, I, I'm the procrastinator and the and the technophobic person who doesn't even set up his Discord because every time I get on Discord, I get confused and I can't find things and I'm just I'm getting old. <laughs> I have to fight it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chris, and thank you, Chris, because you came on, you threw your hat in the ring, said White Tech. Listen, I mean, we've known each other for years. You're like, if you need yeah. someone to come on, I'll jump in. And you came in and it worked, and we were having a great time. And uh, mm-hmm. you you are an amazing co-host. I love having you as a co-host on this show. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to what we can do and what comes next. Yeah. So that's about that. Um, Kevin, you got anything you want to tell people or remind people? Anything coming up at the store? I think Kevin's falling asleep. I think Kevin froze. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, are you still there? Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we lost Kevin, but it's literally the end of the show. I hope he can hear yeah. us. Kevin, oh, text me at least if you can hear me so we'll get through this. But um, Six Squared Studios, the number six, squaredstudios.ca. Thank you to every entry. Thank you for everyone. Chris, you got your phone ready? I'm ready. All right. Folks, I want to thank, before we go, our Patreon sponsors again. That includes our associate producers, Jake C. and James Brown, and our executive producer, Scotty Milne. Um, thank you all for being part of that 1%. Up, oh, Kevin just dropped off. We lost him. Okay. I yeah. feel bad about that, but there's no time to go get him back just to read off the end credits of the show yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you to the Patreon sponsors. Thank you to Chaos Orc Superstore. Thank you to Six Square Studios, obviously, and... Grognards. And folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Or oh, Shakur!